in the middle of the room, middle of the whole restaurant by myself. I don't know why I was standing there, but I just like gotten up and all of a sudden somebody comes over and taps me on the shoulder. I turn around, he puts out his hand, he goes, hi, I'm Steve Kerr. You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you should have said who? Yeah. Wait, what's your name? <laughs> really, he did that. He goes, I'm Steve Kerr. I was like, yeah. I said like, I, of course, of course I know who you are. Take one. Because I don't What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Let It Fly. I'm your co-host, Jared Dillinger. I'm with my other co-hosts, Saul and Gabe, as usual. But you guys, we have a special guest with us today. Mm -hmm. We've been wanting to get him on for so long. We're so happy we have him here. Um, I know he doesn't want me to talk about this, but I have to. He is the most winningest coach here in our country in the PBA with 25 titles. He's the only coach to win two PBA Grand Slams, which technically means for people on the outside, that's winning three in a row. Very hard to do. And lastly, he's also led the country to multiple gold, gold medals, including the most recent Asian Games where the Philippines ended a 61-year drought. Wow. So it, we're going to unravel all this, but we have the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Tim. Coach Tim, I know you didn't like that, Coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was over there blushing the whole time. We all stopped. But um, let's go on. Coach, we got to let everybody know how much of a legend you are, and uh, gracing our, you know, our platform here on Let It Fly. We really appreciate you making the time. You're a very busy man, um, taking time out of your schedule. Of winning you, you all these titles, for me. you know how unbusy I am. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty doing, easy doing uh, unbusy things. I asked him one time, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it." Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not busy. Yeah, Jeez. but coach, so here on Let It Fly, we do um, like to get down to some certain topics that you might not see in in other podcasts. Um, but we are sensitive, and so if you do, we do have a thing called safe word, and so share us. A safe word do you have, if anything we touch, you could just say that safe word and we move on. There's going to be some fit. questions that maybe you're not. We've had one person on this show not give a safe word and he regretted it. And that's L.A. Tenorio. <laughs> he regretted it. When we got down some questions, he was like, uh, we're like, you wish you had a safe word, huh? So, coach, have a safe word. Um, coach Chots was his wife's name. I mean, it's up to you. Whatever your safe word is, let us know and we'll know what that is and we'll move on. I have to think about one. <laughs> it should just be championship yeah. 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 triangle triangle maybe yeah. triangle <laughs> up to you yeah it's anything coach anything you want coach Donovan Donovan, Donovan. alright sounds good that sounds good. good one of my favorite baseball players awesome oh, okay oh, Donovan get into that baseball players right. okay 
You're I'm a baseball huge guy. Phillies fan, right? Are you kidding me? Was it? Oh, Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was a red team. Yeah. I knew it was a red team. Yeah. Yeah. It was a red team. Yeah, because my Cardinals. cousin played for the Cardinals, Albert Pujols. Yeah. yeah, that's my cousin. Oh, that's your team. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're somehow related down the bloodline, Puerto Rican. You know, Dominicans are all the same. Yeah, they all end up can. Great, this dude. Yeah, yeah. Albert had to be my all-time favorite player. So, oh, is he? No, yeah. That's awesome. Cool. I'll introduce you one day. Dang. Yeah, I'll introduce you one day. So, Coach, just just to get it started, uh-huh. um, we kind of want to start from the very beginning. You're, you're, what got you into coaching from the very beginning? Um, was that something that, you know, as you were playing in the streets with Coach Chot that he says, <laughs> you know, that he got, he was, but I'm going to put it out there. He said he was busting you guys up. That the the Reyes family. Donovan, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was busting you guys up. Uh, but, you funny. know, when did when did your your desire to start coaching come from? You know, I don't really know. It was never my intention. You know, when I was growing up, a long time ago, <laughs> you know, over fifty years ago, easy over fifty years ago, when I was growing up, there was not a lot of uh, glory in coaching. Mm. Uh, coaching was basically a teacher. And, you know, you taught school and you coached. And at the same time, you taught a class and you coached. Mm -hmm. And there were some professional coaches out there. But, you know, you had the Red Auerbachs and, uh, um, you know, some of those guys way back then. But no one ever, you know, put them up on a pedestal and said, oh, I want to be like him or I want to be a coach. So I never grew up with that idea. I wanted to be an astronaut when I when I was Man. in high school. Wow, really? And, yeah, I was really my thing. I was so into so into space and wanted to be an astronaut. And <laughs> hey, we got to talk about that. that. Yeah. I went to the Air Force Academy thinking yeah, I was going to be an astronaut. I know, you, I know, and yeah, I cool. I actually almost went to Purdue because they had a great yep. uh, aerospace engineering program. Yeah, um, but I didn't because I found out I didn't like physics. So I. <laughs> It's really so hard. <laughs> I, you know, just like any other young kid and his teenager, he's going to flip-flop back and forth sure. as he goes forward. Right. But literally, coaching was not on my mind. You know, I loved the game, and I was a huge sports fan. I've always been a huge sports fan. Uh, fanatic, you know, fanatic for the St. Louis Cardinals, fanatic for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, and at the time, fun. I was a fanatic Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan Okay, mm. uh, for the Milwaukee at the Milwaukee Bucks. And then Oscar Robertson... It's way beyond your time. Yeah. But Oscar wow. Robertson joined the team. They won the NBA championship. I was so gung-ho. But then he was traded to the Lakers. That's right. Right. And so I, be, I, I, I can name the, the people on that trade. But I was tr- traded to the Lakers, and I became a Laker fan all the way through into Magic. Uh, and they tra- drafted time. Magic, mm-hmm. and I became even a more Laker fan. So, so, you know, I was a huge fan of sports. So that was always a big part of me and who I was. Uh, and uh, but again, I, I never really thought about coaching. Yeah. My mother, yeah. ironically, would tell me as I was growing up, you know, you're going to make a good coach one day. Mm-hmm. My mother would say that. And I was saying, crazy. I don't even want to be a coach. <laughs> mothers mothers said, always know, man. Yeah. They always Could that know. be because like what I tell people about you all the time is that you're a great teacher. Like you, you're, you're really good at teaching. Not a, I'm obviously you're the one of the best coaches ever in the history of the Philippine basketball, but your specialty is teaching certain things, the details, teaching the game. Is that something that even early on that you would teach people things? And maybe uh, it was like, Oh wow, yeah, you're really I, good at Yeah, when I was playing, I you know, I was one of those pain in the ass guys <laughs> that would always tell people when they were doing something wrong or when they were doing it right. I, I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, I was always 
people, I would assume, yeah. would have hated playing with them. <laughs> I was always telling them what to do. That's like you, bro. Uh, That's what you be doing all the yeah. time. <laughs> and so I, I, I guess I grew up with that. But uh, my mom was, was really relational. She was a mm-hmm. very relationship person. And, uh, and you know, I, I really believe coaching is all about relations. You know, you, you've got to try to build relations. I mean, yeah, the, the teaching is really, it's the... The how is really important. The what is really important. But I think the relationships come with the why. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can build that that relationship through why you do this thing and you see it like I see it yeah. and you can do that, then you can jump to a whole new level. And I think my mom recognized her in me. Right. Because my right. mom was a, was a tremendous, if I can say it, she didn't coach sports, but she was a tremendous coach of people. People mm. always came to her, always wanted to, you know, Things that need to be worked out, they would go to her. Uh, things that need to be organized and, and led, she was she was just a real leader uh, in her own way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that just kind of fell, and she saw that in me early. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the bottom line is, is that I fell into coaching. I just didn't really think about it. Um, you know, I came back from college, and uh, uh, as a lot of people know, I wanted to be a writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went from astronaut, for, astronaut <laughs> to a writer to, writer. to be a writer Amen. and uh i wanted to be a novelist and i came back actually to write and i lived in the province with my parents and in southern Quezon on a ranch and i rode every morning and lived there and i was perfectly wow. content wow. Uh, to do that and wow. i did that for a little over a year uh every morning getting up and riding and riding and then writing and then going to work with my dad on on the ranch, and Man. I did that wow. for over a year and a half, almost a year and a half. And then I met my wife to be, and that totally just screwed everything up. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> that's how, that's how it all the yeah. yeah. works. <laughs> I mean, my wife was here in Manila. I mean, my girlfriend. She was my girlfriend. She was yeah. here in Manila, and I was in the province. Yeah. So I didn't want to be in the province anymore. Mm-hmm. I wanted to come up and be in, in whoops, and be in the. Uh, um, and be in the, be in Manila. So yeah. I came up to Manila and started living in Manila. And that's when I met Fred Uitensu. Where did you, Man. where did you meet your wife? Um, you want to know that story? <laughs> I mean, it's not a Donovan, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little, it's a little long. It's uh, we actually went on a double date with my friend from IS from international school. And we met them at the polo club, Manila polo club. And she was with her friend, and we went on a double date. Man, was it and was it love at first sight, Coach? I dated. I went. I was hoping to go out with her, but my friend was the one who arranged it. So he went out with her, and I oh, went out wow. with her friend. Okay, cool. And I was living in the province still at that time. So yeah, yeah. after we went out that night, um, and I wasn't really with her at all that night because we were like paired off, right. and and so I left to go back down to uh, the province, and then about. Two weeks later, three weeks later, I came back, and I said, "I want to date that girl." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem was I didn't have her telephone number. Believe me, oh, I didn't because I never, I never was f- with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my had friend who had who had been here, who had been, he went back to the states. He went to go live in the states. Oh, so it's like you no cell phones. Yeah. You, you can't call cell yeah, phones. Yeah, search for it. So I had to. Yeah, you know what I did? I called my date. 
I called her friend. Man. It was the hardest thing I ever did. How'd you bring that? It was the hardest thing I ever did. I enjoyed my time with you, but next man up. You know those movies where you you dial the phone back to the Rotary Band? You go, you go, eight. Eight, three, seven, back and forth. And you get to the last number and you hang up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to make that call. You did that a couple times? I did times? that. I did that. I picked it up. I dialed it. Hung up again. Oh, Finally, man. I called her and I said, hi. I can't even remember the conversation. I think, it was, But at the end of the conversation, I said, you know, would you mind if I got the telephone number yeah. of Christina? And she goes, sure. Yeah, so she course, gives me her phone number and I, I call Christina up and yeah. that's. That That's how. And then we started dating. Oh, wow. ultimate, after that, but I had to. Right there. I, I had to seek her, seek her out. Yeah, I had to really find her. Because uh, um, I was story. two weeks down in in, uh, in the province. I, all I was thinking enough. about was coming back up, and I wanted to date that girl. Yeah. That's that's how that one worked out. That's a good but story. But she ruined it. She ruined it because now I couldn't ride anymore. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't stay down there anymore. <laughs> I had to move to a new career and, you know, I had to survive. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess just to back it up, Coach, you said you met um, Fred. And how, is that kind of how your coaching career in the PBA started, started exactly. to materialize? Right exactly. Bit? Can you walk um, us down that path a little bit? Um, well, my wife and I were dating and, and we went to a U.S. Embassy <laughs> bingo night. Bingo, bingo, bingo night. Bingo night. Bingo night. They, had, they were hosted at the U.S. Cool. at the ambassador's house. Okay. So it's kind of like it was like a charity thing. And okay. it was a bingo night. You know, you go there and you do bingo with them. And so we went there and we ran into Fred Uitensho and his wife, Carrie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I knew Fred from high school, obviously. Right. And, and, uh, and he knew me as a basketball fan, as a basketball player in high school. He was not a basketball player. He was a swimmer. Right, right, you know, right. He, uh, as he turned out, he'd be an, yeah. he was an Ironman. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, okay. But he was a, 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 an Olympic-class swimmer. Mm -hmm. And he had no, really, any desire about basketball. But his dad had just purchased Alaska okay. at that time. Okay. Mm. And so but he had kind of given the team to Fred, who had just come back from college. And he said, you know, Fred, you take it over, and you run the team. And he wow. was like, Okay, basketball. You know, yeah, what do I yeah. know about basketball? Yeah. But he saw me that night, and he asked me. He goes, "Hey, you want to come to a game? Because I got this team in yeah. the in the PBA." Yeah. And I, you know, I was a PBA fan. Sure. Uh, you know, I grew up a PBA fan, and I was. Um, I mean, I knew I I'd met Sonny Jaworski when I was like wow. twelve years old. Man, wow. And Francis Arnais and all those legends. I had yeah. met them when I was twelve and thirteen years old. So I was huge fan of it. So I said, yeah, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. So then next week we went to a game with them and it just became a regular thing. Just yeah. started going to games. Yeah. And then he would ask me my opinion and I would give yeah. it and we would talk about it. And uh, he got so tired of me giving my opinion. <laughs> he says, okay, you do it. Who was the coach of Alaska at that time? Uh, at that time, it was a, it was a number. I mean, this lasted for oh, oh, a year. Oh, and okay. he also got okay. me to be, he asked the, the vintage, which was the TV5 or the, the, the co cover yeah. at that time, um, if, if I would, he wanted me to, to do the color. Okay. So for okay. about two or three conferences, I did the color commentary before okay. I started coaching. Okay, I oh, wow. So I was already in, Freddie got me yeah. into the league and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they went through a, uh, but the last coach right before me was uh, the legend uh, Boggs Adonado. Mm. Yep. And, uh, um, but Boggs ended up, you know, again, this is years and years ago, 
But Boggs ended up having an argument with Yoyo Binyamin, I think Abi Gadabin at that time, and, and it kind of blew up. And so they, they hired an interim coach, and then Fred asked me to help the interim coach out. Okay. And that's where it all started. I went from helping him yeah. out. Uh, I helped unofficial help to official help to the head coach. To, uh, uh, I guess I was a consultant at that time, you know, active right. consultant, that they call it now. Yep. I was a consultant, but I wasn't sitting on the bench. Oh, but okay. I was doing all the practices and, oh, wow. and I was setting up the substitution rotations. And then after that, uh, um, the big thing was that Fred didn't want to, didn't, was hesitant to hire me because I was an American. Mm, mm. And that was the thing. You know, was, so at I, that time, you couldn't be, you had to still be a consultant or you could I be? Could, no, he, he could have hired, he hired me, but it, it, he just was hesitant just because the, he, you know, he, it was, first of all, PBA is what? You know, it's oh, an advertising right. tool. Right. And it felt if he hired an American, it might backlash on the advertising that right. they did. So that was important for, for in oh. his eyes. Yeah. And, uh, but I think he just got so frustrated. And, and in the meantime, I was coaching IS. Yeah. I spent a, okay. I spent a, a season at IS, coaching IS, the high school team. He came to one of our games as our guest. And... We were awesome. That just happened to be awesome that night. <laughs> Picked a good night. Yeah, I came in. Guys were diving all over the floor. <laughs> we were playing yes. the, our big rival, Faith Academy, and we yeah. ended up beating them, upsetting them that night. And he watched the whole game. He came in and did a little uh, locker room speech before yeah. the game. And, and uh, I think that just kind of turned him around and said, you know, well, let's try Tim. I think he talked to his dad and said, let's try Tim. Coach, were, that's how it happened. Were, were you like, for for people who don't know history, like were you the first American coach to be? No, Norman was wrong right. before me. Right, right, right. That's what I was. That's what I was but, thinking. Uh, I mean, and then the, of course the big story is uh, a year later. Of course, I hired Chuck Reyes right, right, as right. my uh, first assistant. I, I it's an interesting story. Fred said you want to hire an assistant. I go, yeah, uh, but I don't have anybody in mind. He says, well, find somebody, interview mm -hmm. them, pick one out. And that just goes to show how much I was being guided by Fred yeah, at that yeah. time. He really, he was like a mentor to me, you know, doing, you know, giving me all these ideas and how to run a team and how to run a business. Wow. His idea was run the team like, like a business. business. Yeah. yeah. Because at, at that time, it, it wasn't a, it was a professional league, but it was, everybody was pretty unprofessional. Yeah. It was more of a, of a. Uh, kind of a hobby for the owners. Yeah. You know, okay. they, they hadn't really sunk in. The, the players weren't making really good money yet. Yeah. A lot of players were still working at night. My first practice was mm -hmm. was like uh, uh, six to ten or six to eight in the evening. Oh, seven to nine. That's right. Seven to nine seven in the evening. Wow. Because I had a couple of guys who were coming still to work. jobs. Still yeah. working. Wow. They were still working and coming to my nice. first practice ever. Um, so it was kind of like that at that time. And he wanted me to run it like a business. And so be disciplined, be on time, do, you know, do whatever, you know. And um, in the meantime, you know, funny because five, six years later, everybody was coming up to me and asking, business people were asking yeah. me, how can we run our business like a team? Right. You know, yeah. it was like a big flip you know. Yeah. But I had to learn how to run it like a business first. And um, so uh, we, we, we came in. I remember the first game we had, uh, you know, Ultra. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. or uh, was my first arena. game was yeah. in ultra, and you have to go up. The, remember, you have to go up the stairs to go to the locker room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a door on the right. You know, that you can go outside to the parking lot or to the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, my first, I'm I, I'm I'm at halftime, right, of the game, and 
uh, I walk up. I go on up, and they go, two minutes. So I start walking up. Mm -hmm. Two minutes to go before the game starts. Start walking up, and I, as I'm walking up the stairs, I glance out the, the, the window door at that time. And I had two guys out there smoking, smoking a cigarette. cigarette. You told me that story before. I was going to ask you about <laughs> that. They were sitting out there smoking two minutes before different the game. Different time. Yes, different. Smoke out there yes. smoking, standing, so talking to each other. Yeah. And I was like, but you know that that's kind of like the way the league was and it yeah. was a really super talented league i mean it was really yeah. good yeah and they really got up and down the floor and there yeah. was a lot of scoring scoring was like 135 Goodness. average points a game i mean it was that kind of game before it even became this kind of game yeah right? i mean the, right. the, what we're doing now is what they were doing back then yeah. back yeah. then yeah. i mean they circle. were just getting up and taking shots wow. and, um so, uh, so anyway, Fred, Fred hired me then, and then I started coaching. But it was never until that point where I started to help Fred out was the, really the first time I ever thought that, hey, I might, might want to do this. Yeah. Coach, you talked about um, he wanted you to run the team like a business. What was, what's probably the biggest, say, change or, or um, – philosophy or whatever that you put in that makes you running this team like a business rather than a what it was before well i mean obviously the the, the key word was discipline you know we, mm -hmm. we talked about being disciplined and okay. you know wasn't there wasn't a lot of discipline in the in the in the thing and the discipline not only you know coming on time and but discipline in the way you approach the game in terms of your you know drilling yeah. um and we always or i always felt that your discipline is represented by your defense because uh, you have to be incredibly disciplined. I mean, offense, yeah, you have to be, you have to execute your offense. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But we had the idea that we had to execute our defense. And that was, I think, the first time that was introduced into the league that we had to, you know, uh, execute our defense. And, and we got a lot of guys who bought into that. Not the first year I was there by any means. We had to, after the first year, we almost did a full, switch Believe of the that. roster mm. uh, we, we i mean we changed that basically everybody um and got a different uh a younger group yeah. that was more open when i joined alaska i think we i think that we had seven guys mm -hmm. on the team that were older than me wow because um, we were an expansion team so basically right. we got all the all older the players yeah. at, you know at the end of the rosters we had to pick from other teams and so by that team was just, you know, a couple of years old and they had all the older players. So I think it was seven guys that were older than me. Oh, and so then we, we kind of flipped it and, and flipped the roster after a year and got a lot younger um, and made some trades and, and got a team that was willing to buy into what we were doing. Um, and we got Sean Chambers as an import. Yeah, he's all which right. Which kind of changed yeah. everything for us. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he was, he was the one guy who just really bought into anything that we wanted mm -hmm. to bring or wanted yeah. to say, and he bought into it. And when he bought into it, everybody started to yeah. started to, to, to buy into it as well. And then as the drafts went on, the years went on, we picked up a Johnny Abarientos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we picked okay. up JoJo in, in a trade, mm -hmm. and that completely changed the culture of our team. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we picked up Bone Hawkins yeah. uh, in another trade uh, and just kept the continuity of Sean Chambers there for many years and, mm -hmm. you know, kept that culture going. Was so, he your first import? He was your first he import my first in Alaska? Import. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. First okay. import. Um, he was just out here. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Sean Chambers. Yeah. Just saw him, yeah. I was supposed to see him, right? but I had COVID. 
Damn. Damn. I was supposed to say I got back from the States and landed oh. and had got COVID. Right. Yeah, he things. said he's going to be back in, I think, March, and he said he's going to come on the show. So oh, we're going to awesome. have him on I here. heard he might come back uh, earlier in December because he's got a job offer. Oh, right, we'll see. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I think he might be one of the UAP teams or something. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Right, awesome. even better. Sooner the better. Dropping gems. But to, to go back a little bit, you mentioned your mom, Boss Fred, and, and just people really investing in you mm-hmm. as you're coming into your own as a coach. Were there were there others, you know, whether it was kind of players or, or, or others around you that you felt also brought out those opportunities for you? Um, whether it was not like Boss Fred actually bringing you to games or your mom kind of just implanting that. Were there other people around you that kind of built your your foundation on how you wanted to approach being a coach? Well, I think the first one was my college coach. Okay. I, I played for a really well-known coach, um, really well-known coach amongst basketball circles. He wouldn't be nationally known around the mm-hmm. casual fan, but if yeah. you were part of the college basketball scene, like Eric Spolstra knows who he is, you yeah. know, uh, I talked, Phil Jackson knew who he was. I mean, they, okay. they go, you played for him? Oh, my God, you poor man, they always say. <laughs> um, it was a guy named Bud Presley, and he was uh, um, he was world-renowned for his defense. Okay. okay. Uh, and which was not anything I understood until I got to that school. Mm-hmm. I had no clue what defense meant. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was huge, huge adjustment for me. And uh, I, I got so beat up in his practices. Um, and, uh, and I, I really appreciated him as a coach. I thought he was maybe the best coach I've ever been around, mm. but wow. if I saw him in a hallway, there's no way I'm going to walk by him or I'm going to go the other way. I didn't yeah. want to see him. I didn't want to talk to <laughs> yeah, him. That much I was presence. scared. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. totally scared of him. Oh, um, he was so intimidating and he was a screamer and a yeller and, and his best friend was Bobby Knight. And there you go. And rest uh, in peace, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. But he, he, he was... He was much older. I mean, he was like right. in his 60s already when he was coaching me at 20. So um, You were saying, Coach, there is, there's a way like that you have to listen to him during practice where you have to have your hands right. a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you remember as that. You listen. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, we had to stand throughout the whole practice. If you, if you were on the side and weren't part mm-hmm. of the guys mm-hmm. on the court, you had to r- literally run to, yep. the, to, the, to the sideline and put your feet Yep. Toes right to the sideline oh, and put your hands behind your back yep. and correct. stand there the whole practice until he w- you were called, called back into and the- you had to run back in and go back and the next guy ran back out and got into that's his line. Coach did that to me many times. You probably deserved it. You probably deserved it, to be honest. <laughs> what, did I only did it to one guy. <laughs> yeah, just me. It, have to, it has to be Much so. needed. That just reminds <laughs> me of like, like, I just visualized the... The people at like the U.S. Open when they have to chase the ball, the tennis ball. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly what it was like. Did you have a military background, Coach? Huh? Did you have a military background? Um, yeah, I think he was in the Marines at some point. Um, right. He didn't talk about it much. He had coached at Gonzaga. He had coached in different mm-hmm. places, and Menlo was like a last stop for him because it was he was so incredibly intense that yeah. he always got in trouble with his programs wherever he was, and. Uh, but he was just an incredible, incredible presence. And cool. what a defensive genius. Jeff Van Gundy. Everybody know Jeff yeah, Van yeah, Gundy? Of yeah. You know, the, the commentator. Mm-hmm. And the coach of the Knicks and the Houston. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. He played for Bud two years after I did. Okay. Oh, wow. He went to Menlo two years at Menlo College. He went to Menlo two years after I did. 
And I happened to meet him for the first time in this World Cup. He was here for the World right, Cup. Right, right, right. Oh, wow. oh, that must have been great cool to share that story. And so... You know, I, I said, Jeff, I got to meet you because I just got to let you know that I played for Bud, too. Yeah. And he turned around to me, you played for Bud? I, go, yeah, I, played, for, I played for Bud before you. Yeah. And uh, uh, he goes, oh, you got to have a Bud story. Oh, and I go, and he, and he goes, he goes, everybody has a Bud story. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I got, I got lots of Bud stories. He goes, let me tell you my Bud story. Uh -huh. And so he went on to tell me his Bud story. You want to hear it? That's awesome. Yes, Come on, let's go. Yeah, okay, Bud is, remember, he's 60, okay, he was 64. Four or 65 when he was coaching me. So he was maybe yeah. 67 or 68 yeah. okay. when he's coaching Jeff. And uh, um, and so there was a basketball, he had a basketball clinic mm -hmm. and he was head of one of the basketball clinics and it was for kids like 12 to 14 year olds. And Jeff was telling me this story and he said that uh, we, we used to have this charge drill in, in practice. So we were almost taking the daily. charge through. Yeah. And there yeah. would be three guys. We, you'd, you'd be the single guy underneath the basket, right? And you'd have three lines here, all right, at half court. Yeah. And three balls. Each line has a ball. So the first guy would come at you full speed, and you'd have to take a charge, no hands in front, take a charge, get hit, you go down. Yeah. And then as you're standing back up, the next guy's coming. Oh, no. So you gotta get, get up, and he hits you again. <laughs> I'm going back in this thing again. <laughs> And then you go down. Yeah. And then the third line comes and hits you. Oh. And you got to get up. And after the third line, after the third line, you're done. Yeah. And then you get to go on. <laughs> and then you get to go on. Oh, and you, then it's and your turn pissed. to go oh, hit somebody. Else. You're, you're ready to hit somebody. You're ready to hurt people. And if you don't, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you're, if you don't take it and you don't get hit, you know, you don't right. hit somebody, A you got to. You know, this wasn't optional. Yeah. This is, yeah. You yeah. are, you're out of here. You're out of the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was a really serious, oh. and we would do it literally two or three times a week. Good. You know? And uh, that's what I said earlier. I got beat up in practice. That's one of the things that? that got beat up on. And uh, so anyway, so he decides to do this drill with these kids. <laughs> so <laughs> he tells the kids to do it. Kid? And the kid comes up and he kind of like, you know, a little one. Yeah, yeah. The guy falls down. <laughs> I like that. You know, he's throwing out the F-bombs. Yeah. According to Jeff, he's throwing out these F-bombs with these little kids. You know, not like that. He goes, yeah. he goes, get over there. Get that ball. So he, he gets over there. And then Bud stands in front of him. He's like, you know, 60. Yeah. I think he's even a little oh, older at this goodness. point. But he's like, he's like, stands up. And this 14-year-old kid comes and just <laughs> runs right <laughs> And he flies. <laughs> and he gets up. And he's got a pacemaker on oh, his Oh, my God. And it, the pacemaker had got hit, and it cut him all around the pacemaker. So he gets he has his white shirt on with yeah, collared shirt, white shirt, shirt, and, and he's bleeding. like backing up, standing up for the kids. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> In the meantime, the cold shirt's going like this, and blood is going spread out like this. This is Jeff Van Gundy telling me this story. Oh he said the whole shirt's turning like just turning red, coming out, and he's still going out there, going like, and they're all like, hey, "Coach, you all right? Coach, you get off me!" <laughs> and, oh, Classic. And I, uh, I have my, I have my bud stories too. I could talk about him for for hours, but uh, wow. that still, was a story that Jeff actually just told me in the during the World Cup. Is he uh, still around? Is he no, still he passed no, away. He passed, okay. he passed away. He, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sixty. <laughs> He'd be hundred and twenty right. yeah. by now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You never know. He's a <laughs> sounds like a fighter. <laughs> the way he took that hit, he might have been. A, he might have been yeah. going strong. But it was uh, hilarious. But the, these kids were all course like freaking out, seeing sure. blood coming yeah. all out through his shirt. Old man bleeding on but, the ground. I mean, that was school. the way he was. He, he, if you didn't do it, he'd do it.
Yeah, yeah. yeah. demonstrate. Respect. I that. did that actually Respect in that. practice. I did the same thing. Okay. I I yeah. did the same thing. I did it with my high school kids. I, I the IS team. Yeah. They they weren't doing it hard. I said, Come on, hit me. Yeah. And uh, and I did it. And then I did it to uh, Alaska too. And I did it with Alex uh, Adoneta. Alex, I don't know if he's six seven guy. Yep. He came up and did it. Got his elbow right through my nose. My nose. Went, <laughs> <laughs> I had blood oh, all over the place. Hit my Didn't break it, but I had blood all over Goodness. the nose. Is that Reyes Gym? Huh? Ray, Reyes Gym. Were you guys practicing there yet? Was that Reyes? I can't remember. No, I don't okay. think it was Reyes. I think it was before Reyes. Okay. Alex was one of my originals. Okay. Okay. Uh, might have been. Speaking of, have... speaking of the World Cup, Coach, is there anyone else that, that you were able to meet? Um, and any stories from, from the World Cup that you really wanted to meet? <laughs> I, I met, well, I, I spent a lot of time with Spo, which is really oh, yeah, a yeah. cool thing. Oh, I yeah. didn't spend as much time as I wanted because, you know, one of the reasons I thought, okay, Charts asked me, you know, why don't you join the World Cup? I go, yeah, why not? let's do it. I can meet all the coaches yeah, and right. talk to them and hang out, you know. And so what happens, is that I thought I'd spend a lot of time with Spo. Spo's games mm -hmm. were on Monday, we were on Tuesday, they were on Wednesday, we were on Thursday. Yeah, so so cool. every night he was busy and every night I was busy. So I didn't actually get to see him as much as I, as I thought I would. Um, but I did get invited to uh, a dinner at, uh, in, in, in the fort. Uh, uh, Spo told me to come over right after a practice. We had a late practice. And mm -hmm. So we ran over there with Chuck, and the two okay. of us ran over there. And lo and behold, we walk in there, and there's Steve Kerr, nice. so Jeff cool. Van Gundy, Mark Few of Gonzaga, yeah. mm -hmm. Grant wow. Hill. I mean, the whole kit and caboodle was yeah. in there. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool like walking into royalty, man. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like walking into this room. But, uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's more highlight that in the shorts. <laughs> yeah. Make sure we got that on. We got that. All right. Same um, conversation. So... And I mean, it, it was just walking in there was cool. And that's when I got to talk to Jeff Van Gundy. You know, they, they, because Spo says, you know, you got to meet Jeff because, you know, I, oh, I said to Spo, oh, Jeff and I played for the same coach. Okay, and he yeah. goes, well, let me introduce you to yeah. him. So I, I met him into him and then got a chance to talk to Mark Few. And then I was like standing there in the middle of the room, middle of the whole restaurant by myself. I don't know why I was standing there, but I just like gotten up. And all of a sudden, somebody comes over and taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. He puts out his hand. He goes, hi, I'm Steve Kerr. You know? <laughs> it was like, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you should have said who? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's your name? <laughs> really, he did that. He goes, I'm Steve Kerr. I was like, yeah. I said, like, I, of, course, of course I know who you are. You know? and, and, uh, and what happened is that uh, uh, Chip Engelin yeah. had uh, told... Okay. Steve about me that I had been a longtime coach here, uh -huh. and that I had, that I ran the triangle. Yeah, and so Steve came over to me and and just we just sat literally stood in the middle of the restaurant for like twenty minutes, twenty five uh -huh. minutes, and just talked pure triangle for twenty five minutes, I'm and it was like. That's like, like core memory heaven. right there. That's yeah, a core I was like, I was, I, bucket list was done. I'm ready to kick yeah. it. Let's go. Yeah. No, I'm done. I don't, I don't awesome. need any That's more so life. Cool, I talked coach. to Steve Kerr about the triangle. Because yeah. Steve, of course, ran the yeah. triangle with uh, Michael Jordan and the right. Bulls. Oh, yeah. Through That's their right. three championships. And, uh, um, and you know, he, he had, you know, we talked a lot about it. He had told me that, you know, he had, his first thought was to bring the triangle to the, uh, to the to the Warriors when he first took over the Warriors and I told him I, I was in your first summer league, where you had actually coached. He was a head coach coaching the summer league, oh, wow. which was really unusual. Mm -hmm. That was his first year, mm -hmm. 
and he had tried to run the. I, I saw you were trying to run the triangles, trying to run the triangle. You were you were doing the sideline triangle. I said, yeah. And he goes, it was a disaster. We were getting beat up. <laughs> and uh, they were. They were getting beat up. But he, his, his whole philosophy at that time was, at, when he took over the, war, the, the Warriors, he said, for all you Warriors fans out there, he said that the Warriors were literally the worst in the number of passes per possession or mm. the worst passing team yeah. in the whole NBA. That's incredible. They, they were the last in the league in wow. number of passes per game. Wow. And wow. so his goal was to get it up to 300 passes a game. That was his goal. I want to move this up to 300 passes a game. And then he realized also with Steph that he needed to expand his, you know, the, the, the three-point shot right. for, for Steph. And so that was his two goals going into the Warriors. Wow. And... Uh, um, but now he, they and, have to be one of the highest. Yeah, now, yeah. well, for, yeah, for a couple of years during their, their, their peak years, they were by far the number one. They were averaging over 300 passes a game. And, uh, that's tough, too. That's um, hard. Moving it. That's hard to do. That's hard to do, especially in the NBA, the way that the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the possessions is. go up and down and, and guys get quick shots. And, uh, I mean, the average, I think, NBA, average NBA teams around 210 or 220. Yeah. So you're getting up to 300. 300. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a up. lot. And uh, um, so anyway, it was just a thrill to sit down and talk to him. Did you tell um, him we run the Warriors cut? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I told him I had just gone back to the triangle and we were doing a triangle. The thing, well, I think the number one thing he wanted to know is that, like, where do we rank in three-point shooting? Mm. You know, and how I mean, in terms of how many do you get a game? Because, you know, back in his day... The, the the triangle was designed for a 15 to 18 foot jump shot. Yeah, yeah. pinch press. And so there, it was not designed to, to to spread and shoot 18, you know, 24 footers. Yeah. And uh, so he was trying to figure out how can you run the triangle and still extend out to the, to three. the three point line. And the only thing I told him, which 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 I I think he agreed on I, I, later on, is that in his day, back in the day when he was running the triangle. People didn't hunt the three points. Not yeah. at all. No. Not at all. Yeah. They don't. They didn't hunt it. You know, so it wasn't really something they were looking for all the time. Yeah. Today, people hunt that three point shot. Yeah. Yeah. So even That's if true. you're not, even if you're not emphasizing the three point shot, you're still getting a yeah. lot more threes than you did before. Oh, yeah. And so in our league, I think we're usually around sixth or seventh uh, now yeah. in yeah. three point shots attempt. Uh, but we're always one of the highest in three-point shot field goal percentage because yes, we we're, yeah because we don't take them you know we we're, we try to be more selective and more efficient taking them, but I think you know we're in the lower end of maybe I should say eight or nine in in attempts per game, we don't come down and shoot uncontrollably so uh, um, I, that was the, the gist of the conversation with are you with running Steve. are you guys running pure triangle now yeah. oh now yeah, pure? we are yeah. not you hybrid you, you haven't been told that anymore yeah, wow. <laughs> no we are we're back to pure you yeah. know what I went to the Miami Heat summer camp summer league remember I, I did that with the yeah. summer league I yeah. went to the Miami Heat summer league mm -hmm. and I went there with this idea that I was going to really try to sink into a new offense and try to figure yeah. out because I felt like our our old Warrior cut, old continuity yeah. offense was mm -hmm. it hit a ceiling, you know, mm -hmm. and it wasn't progressing. It wasn't mm -hmm. getting any better, and uh, I didn't really know where to go with it uh, to make it better. And 
So I thought, okay, I'll go, I'll go to Miami and I'd figure this whole thing out and then I'd come back with this whole new offense. And the funny thing happened along the way is that when I got there, basically they were running mostly dribble drive, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and which I'm not a big fan of. And, and so um, it just hit me that by watching that, that there wasn't any magic out there. Mm. I wasn't going to find a magical offense. Mm-hmm. And if there was a magical offense, for me personally, it was the triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it flipped me back into the triangle. And that's when I came back. I don't know if you remember, but I came mm-hmm. back when the, from the summer league and, yep. I, and I, you know, I started bringing it back in slowly but surely. Yep. And now we're beyond surely. Yeah. And we're into back in. Debbie, or I don't know, whatever. But we're, <laughs> we're there. Surely. We're all in. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're beyond that. And now we're back to uh, pure triangle yep. again. And we still got some of the continuity and the flow yep. and the stuff, mm-hmm. but we're back into, you know, even in the four-lane break, four-lane runouts, we're doing four-lane runouts, mm-hmm. scrambling in the triangle. Yep. You got to close your ears now. So you I'm taking it. Coach, <laughs> coach, don't I'm tell him too much. Coach, you got to stop saying too much. That's that's one thing about the triangle is is which makes it so special is people could know what you're running, but there's so many options and everything's a read. Yeah, everything's, everything's a read right, based off of how this guy's playing. So you could play it a certain way in one possession and the next possession we're adjusting because yeah. we're reading off of that. You know, so makes even sense. if you hear it. There's really nothing you can do to scout it. Everyone knows pretty much the triangle, yeah. but you yeah, don't the know the, the ins and outs of it or the reads that you have. Right. And that's that's where I went back to because right. I just felt now that I have an offense that, as I've always known through the years, it constantly evolves. Yeah. And just for that reason, you, you constantly countering. And when you counter, you take that counter, you put it in your pocket. Yeah. And it just keep your pockets just keep getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger because mm-hmm. teams keep adjusting and adjusting to you. Right. So therefore you adjust. Yeah. And uh, that's what's what I, I that's my whole thing of why I love the triangle is that it's it's an offense that continually evolves and and, and builds on top of it when on you're, top of itself. When you're running the triangle, coach, is there a certain if you could put together a certain personnel when you're when running the triangle, like you need a certain a, a good passing big man or whatever? Is there is there something that you would say, hey, if I had this, this is perfect for the triangle? I had five Scotty Pippins. I think it'd be perfect for the triangle. Oh man! <laughs> you know, I, mean, I think probably five Scotty Pippins in any offense would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a bad look. Um, but yeah, I, I do think you need a, a good passing big man, but not it's not necessary. It's not absolute um, because you can work off that. Uh, I don't. You know, everybody says you need a Michael Jordan or you need a Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant, and that's the reason why people. Justin say it Bradley. can't be done mm. because it was only done with Phil Jackson because he had Kobe and he had Michael. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason the triangle ever worked. Um, and, you know, obviously I don't believe that because I've been running it for 30, you know, 28, right, right. 29 years. Um, and and how many championships? Have, I only had, I only had Soul, so yeah. oh, he damn. was my only Michael. So I, I had to Thank had you. to go beyond that, you know. That, uh, but no, you know, you don't you don't get a Michael and a and a and a and a Kobe right you yeah. know, throughout your yeah. career. So um, you wouldn't say Justin Brownlee is close to that? Yeah, I would. I would in terms of relative. I mean, you never want to compare anybody to right. a Michael or Kobe. It's it. kind of unfair, yeah. but it, relative. To the league that we're in, yeah, Justin has developed. But when Justin first came to us, oh, he, was, he was not anywhere yeah. near that, but he has become that yeah. through the years. And I honestly 
for to be honest with you guys, and I, I've never said this before. This will be a first, but I think a lot of that development of of Justin came because of the triangle, because mm. he was forced uh, to do so many different things yeah, and develop his game. Yeah, because he was so a pure four. Pretty he much. was a pure yeah. four, stretch yeah. four. That's yeah. all he did: shoot threes, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, and he consistently because he was thrown in different positions, and of course. The defenses like Gabe would play on him and everybody, you know, you know the adjustments, personnel. he'd have to adjust. So his intelligent level of knowing he has to adjust yeah. combined yeah. with the ability to adjust within the triangle and play different positions in the triangle. I think what made Justin so difficult to, to guard is that you never knew where he was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the it same all, with man. Michael. Michael yeah. Jordan, I mean, he was the best player in the world yeah. and he got open. How does the best player in the world get open? Yeah. You, know, yeah. you think it's he so just, true. you know... Grab onto me, but yeah. he gets open. And it's because you can't scheme him because mm -hmm. you don't know where he's going yeah, to be. Yeah, if you play top side, yeah. and we have that, that uh, what is that? The backdoor cut screen. Uh, flying pig? No. Where if they're playing high when he's on the Oh, block. you're talking about the five. Oh, five. Yeah. The five, yeah. Take the five action. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really that. I agree. Down. Like, I really do agree. It probably, would you say Justin had the biggest evolution as an import that you would say? Oh, for sure. Because it was incredible. When he came out here, yeah. every year he came back, he, he just was got better, better and, and better and better, sure. smarter. His game evolved. It was his like body evolved. Yeah. his body yeah. evolved, lost yeah. weight. Yeah, yeah. he, he first was came, heavy. he was like heavy. He was, yeah. he was, he was a four, so he yeah. played as a yep. heavy guy. I don't want to take all the credit for it, but I did do a lot of workout, working out with him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's true. He was a four when I first scouted him in the in the. I had saw him in the summer league, and I saw him in the D league. Mm -hmm what they call the D-League Showcase, the NBA right, Development right. League. It's now the G-League Showcase. And I watched him in both. And in the Summer League, he played as a, literally as a four. He was a 6'5", four. And he was That's guarding wild. guys that were 6'10", 6'11". And he would just play out top, uh -huh. and they would swing the ball to him, and he'd shoot threes out yeah. top. Yeah. That's why, uh -huh. when he, I don't know if you remember, when I came in, I'd say, when, I, when we recruited him, um, you know, I, I told everybody, this guy's a... Awesome three-point shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, an story. awesome three-point shooter. <laughs> and, you know, this is one thing that's going to change from, for me as a coach because I have an import who's really a good three-point shooter for the first time. So the first game he goes out, he's 0 for 7 from the three-point line. <laughs> And like when we get beat, he gets cramps and we lose. Coach, can we talk about that? Because we cramps? talked about that. Oh my, it's so funny because me and Joe, I don't know, we never asked your opinion on it <laughs> because we talked about it even with Justin. His first day of practice after Paul Harris, because we Paul yeah, was great. Yeah, Paul, yeah. Was, Paul was, was amazing. amazing. Yeah, he yeah. was like a great team guy, like just like Justin, yeah. like an amazing, you know, amazing, work ethic, amazing yeah. body, amazing yeah. body. Yeah. He played the yep. played the game the right way. Like yeah. he worked. He was the first one in the gym, last one to leave. Paul was amazing. When we got Justin, his first day. We talk about this story. We were so worried. Me and Joe were like, this guy is awful. He couldn't even get through practice. Remember, he was yeah, cramping up in practice. <laughs> we were like, this guy can't get through practice. He was showing nothing in practice. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy is really, yeah. like, he uh -oh, has potential. He's good. We're like, what is coach doing? Like, yeah. We're we're gonna be losers this conference. Cool. <laughs> and then we're all gonna be traded. <laughs> but, but, it's not it's what happened, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He sucks, we all get traded. That's yeah. just yeah. so true. It's so true. And then uh, the hope relied on that import. Yeah, and then the first game against Alaska, it was against yeah. Alaska. He starts showing flashes and yeah. we're like, Oh my goodness, like 
he has a little bit more to his game than he showed in practice, but then he cramped up. Yeah, he cramped up, and we couldn't play the last quarter. Yeah, he couldn't play the last quarter. We, we ended up losing. losing that game. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. lost. Yeah. And then he just continued to get better and better, yeah. started getting, uh, what is it, IVs. IVs. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he the second game he came out, and again, I was telling him, don't worry, he's a really great three-point shooter. Next <laughs> game, he made one. And that was oh, it. No. He made. He was he one, for one, on the board. one for eight. One for eight. So one for fifteen. He was one for fifteen in his first two games. Yeah, and I was telling management. Start. I was telling yeah. everybody what a great three point shooter this guy was. Yeah. And uh, but then you're right. He the next game after that. I mean, we did win that game when he went one for eight. We won that game because um, he was doing everything else. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but and then after that, he just kind of got into a rhythm and he started to be uh, adjusted. And of course, he ends it with making the. The shot yeah. in the in the finals against awesome. uh, Moralco in that game six. It ends up being a three-point shot. So I yeah. told you it was a good three-point <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Even that season, I don't think we were ranked really high. No, we Because we, we were struggling. Yeah. 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 We, just, we, were, we went on a run. Yeah, yeah, we were on our, hot at the end. That was like our second conference together, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. We played the All-Filipino, and then he came in for the next conference. Yeah. Paul was supposed to come in, and he came in. Yeah. That's wild. Let, can we talk about that a little bit, Coach? Like you, you, How many championships did you win with Alaska? 13. And you were there, I mean, obviously that was like your first opportunity. Um, you know, that's where you cut, cut your teeth and, and got into coaching. And what what was it that moment to say, hey, okay, I got an opportunity to move move on and move forward to something new, a new chapter. What, what was it for you that got you to move from there? Um, move from? To, to, from Alaska to Pure Foods. Oh, Alaska to Pure mm. Foods. Oh, there was a lot of things involved in that. Um, uh, where do I start? And I'm not going to Donovan this one. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's, it's basically, I mean, for, for first off, you know, I, I've been with the same organization for 23 years. Yeah. yeah you know, and it decades. was like, crazy. Um, you know, you're looking for new challenges. Yeah. What else um, is out there? It was, it was you know, the, pretty much the same thing. Uh, I think it was combination of that. I think it was combination of, I I thought that uh, Fred was losing interest in the in the team mm. because it you know we had also been together doing this and his kids had gotten older. He was spending more time overseas. We weren't seeing him as much. Uh, you can't believe how tight that Alaska organization was when we were growing up together in that thing. I mean, we were. I was with vacations with them. Yeah. You know, we would go on vacations. Our team would go on trips together. I mean, we were really tight. It was really a family, a family, yeah, environment. strong so family cool. environment. And uh, I mean, people say that all the time, but they really walk the talk. I yeah, mean, they yeah. really, the, the, the Oitensus were, that was Fred's biggest thrust. So yeah. if we weren't like that, then he was failing, you know, so he really made sure we were like that. And, uh, and I grew up to find the value in that, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. through him, I found the value in that, uh, um, so, um, but it was, it was a little bit breaking apart. Um, I, I, I just didn't think his interest was there as much anymore. Um, it was getting harder to win at Alaska. Uh, and I felt like I wasn't sure if I had, a, I, I know this sounds funny at this point, but it, I wasn't sure if I had a future there. I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. I heard whispers like, the game was passing me by because wow. we weren't winning as much right. as we were. Yeah. Um, it was hard to keep the players. I had to let go of Joe. Joe went to Pure Foods. 
Willie Miller, we had to trade. Ray Hugnaton, we had to trade. Larry oh Ponishere, we yeah. had to trade. Yeah. We had to keep trading guys because we couldn't continue yeah. to fit them in the salary cap. Yeah. And so it was getting progressively harder and harder uh, to win. And it was always the idea, and this was the idea of Alaska, and, and Fred made it very clear to me from the very, very beginning that we needed to do more with less. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was the that challenge was the for yeah. us to do more with less. And it's kind of like, though, when you got the bad import and, you know, then you don't play well, then they're going to look around, find reasons. Yeah. And I felt that at that point, there was, uh, there was reasons for me not to, mm -hmm. to, I didn't know if I was going to survive another year or two. The yeah. last conference, last contract I got wasn't guaranteed uh, with Alaska. They didn't yeah. guarantee me a contract. Um, and so that kind of sent a message to me. I wasn't sure where I was standing at that point. Yeah. And again, it was just the idea that, you know, the, there are other challenges out there. It would be, it would be fun to see what I learned from Alaska, because I wasn't sure if, if it was me that was helping Alaska or was it uh -huh. the culture that was, if I pull myself out, can I still do that stuff? Yeah, right. You know, those are questions you it's always challenges. have, you know, um, and I'd been there so long, you know, so coming into a new situation, could I bring that stuff and move it forward into another group of people right. and could I succeed there? And I, I found that really exciting. Mm. And, uh, um, and the other thing, I wasn't sure if anybody ever, I, know this, I wasn't sure anybody ever wanted me. I mean, I'd never ever yeah. gotten an offer or inkling or anything mm -hmm. in my 20 years, 22 years in Alaska. Uh, yeah. No one's ever, no other team ever came, hey, you want to come coach right. from here? Like that. Wow, that's so crazy. Was, yeah, that's nuts. yeah, I never did. And uh, So then uh, it happened, finally? Or yeah, then it yeah. happened, basically. Yeah. You know, I heard through the grapevine, I've heard through relatives that, uh, that, that, uh, Couple organizations would be would mm -hmm. be interested in me if, if I was willing to go, and uh, and so that's where it happened. Well, I mean, there's no question, Coach, about your 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 curiosity if you could still win in another situation. Because when you got to B Mig, it didn't take long for you to to start winning over there. <laughs> only win a grand and, slam. <laughs> I mean, not only did you win a grand slam there, yeah. you you ended up passing uh, Baby Delupa. Uh, Baby Delupa's record be, yeah. to become the all-time winnings coach in the PBA. So obviously, you know, you, it was, it is you, you know, that was bringing it from one organization to the next. Um, you know, could you take us back to that 2014 year? Would you really put that high in your list as one of your more unforgettable oh, yeah, years? For sure. I yeah. mean, uh, you list the players that were there. I mean, they were special group. James Yap. Yeah. PJ Simon, Mark Pingris. All Joe, the crimes too. Like Rappy, I mean, Mark Baroka. I mean, it was, the list went on. It was, it was a such squad. a special team. Yeah. And uh, we had all the glamour, and yet we had all the, mm -hmm. the fight. And, you know, we had that fight from Pingers. We had the glamour from James, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had that excitement from PJ, uh, the steadiness of Joe, keeping yeah. everybody together through all that. And Marcus uh, Blakely as an yeah. import. Oh, yeah. um, I, I remember scouting Marcus in, in – uh, in the D-League showcase, and I ever thought, if he ever came to the Philippines, he would kill. Yeah. The guy could not yeah. shoot with a lick, but his energy, energy level, level. He was elite at everything else. Yeah, everything, everything else. Exactly. Perfect, perfect way to put it. And, uh, um, and he came over, and, and he, didn't, you know, he didn't disappoint us at all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, so it was a really fun team. The, and the, the management, uh, Mr. Alejo, was really such a, 
and I use his team lightly. I don't know if he would want me to use it, but he, he's such a sweet guy. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, and so nice to work for. Uh, Mr. Pardo, as well as our team manager, our board rep. It was just a really nice organization. It was an organization where I could step in and really get a family feel, build that family really easily because of the management and all the yeah. guys and stuff. It, it wasn't like that when I first walked in. I mean, we had a lot of guys that were like, some guys sit there, some guys sit there, some guys sit there. We had a lot of clicks on the team. Yeah. We, yeah. Had, to, we had to build. And, uh, um, but, you know, Again, we just really tried to take that family atmosphere we brought to Alaska and tried to present it, did some of the things that we did with Alaska, and, and it worked. Would you say because Joe was with you before, he helped you in that transition with that team? Uh, you know, I think that one of the keys to coaching is being an enabler. You yeah. have to be yeah. an enabler, and you have to see the strengths of certain people and use those strengths. And it's not always about basketball. I've had a couple of guys through my career that have been guys that have really taken care of the chemistry part of the team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just kind of, you know, I, I rely on it, I leave it there, and I say, you, you take care of it. And um, uh, JoJo was that guy early in my, although he was a different kind of guy, he did it with fire and and which and brimstone which yeah. we needed at that time because yeah, yeah. we were looking for discipline and, yeah. and fire in the game and and uh and you know learning how to play the game hard and, and respecting the game and he did that for us throughout that time he wasn't a, a feel good yeah. you know kumbaya let's get together but he he did lead in that way and he created that kind of chemistry that we needed at that point um and through the years you pick out guys joe was obviously the guy that did yeah. that for a year. JD is doing that for now. One of the things that I'd like to mention, I know we're not at that level yet, not talking about yet, but in the Asian games, um, we had such a short window to prepare. And so it's you you're gonna build chemistry, you need time yeah. to yeah. build chemistry. I mean, it doesn't just happen. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. don't get a whole special group of guys and suddenly have a chemistry. Oh, wow. It helps if you have a special, but you still gotta develop mm -hmm. it. And we only had a short window of time, and I had no time to worry about the feelings of guys, how they're, you know, right. they're didn't. We just had to continually move forward. But Chris Ross, Shout daily, Chris Ross. every day, Ross, man. came in and he talked and worked the, this, the, the chemistry. Mm -hmm. And he was, I mean, he hardly played a minute. He didn't play a lot of time, yeah. but he might have been our most valuable player just because of That's the so cool. daily work he did keeping us together and the chemistry that he did all the way through. It's needed. And again, That's that leadership. ability to enable guys and yeah. pick them out is so crucial uh, to, to building good teams, yeah. successful teams. You have to have that guy, uh, and you've got to be, kind of let it go and, and, and allow it to happen. Yeah. You know, you, oftentimes coaches don't want to enable somebody to because to, they want to keep control of everything. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, um, uh, without without a doubt, I mean, I have to say Joe was the best ever at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, um, he's yeah. the best guy I ever had at it. He's uh, a special one, and sure. just because everybody liked Joe, yeah. you could not yeah. not like Joe. And yeah. so, because you liked him, you were willing to listen to him. Right. Yeah. And because he listened, you were willing to listen. He always said the right things. He knew the game. He mm -hmm. knew what we were doing. He didn't go and do anything that was self interested. Yeah. You know, yeah, he yeah. didn't have Very any. Selfless. Yeah, he didn't have. You know. Uh, any reason to, you know, 
tell you to do this so would it benefit me? It was, he was never looking for, for benefit. And players knew that. Yeah. And so they trusted that. And that's what made him so special as a player. When he was young, when he was in the middle, and when he was at the end of the career. He was doing that all the way through his whole career. For sure. Well, I mean, we have a little special something for you, Coach. We want to throw <laughs> you a little curveball. And we, we thought it would be cool to, to get someone on here that wanted to talk to you. Uh, it might be a couple dudes. It, yeah, it might be a couple. It might, it might be, a be a couple. couple. So we're going we're gonna to bring them on here. Oh, he's got <laughs> he like the shirt anyway. Of course, he got his jersey on. There he is. <laughs> I want you to have your Ignite shirt jersey on. <laughs> what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. yeah what's up, Joe? What's up, Jay? NSD. NSD, guys. I still represent. You know what I mean? Yeah, you ain't <laughs> never let go. You ain't never let go. I ain't never going to let go, folks. <laughs> Coach, what's up? How what's are you? up? What's up with you? What's this thing with Ignite? Yeah. Um, I just, they just made it official. Um, I, uh, it was, I signed a contract a couple weeks ago, but they, they just let it out today. So um, it's a professional league out here, the basketball league. Um, the guys, the owner of the team, uh, Phil, he's a, he's a great guy. The coach, Coach B, um, he coached all over Europe and stuff like that. So he played too. He was a player. He got just as many championships as you too, Coach. So <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a coach it's not that cool special. To go from <laughs> one coach to to a to another, and you know that's just as accomplished. So it's pretty cool. It's an awesome experience so far. That's awesome because yeah, I mean you, I mean it, it'll be fun to to learn things from him and then be able to develop your own. own thing. I yeah. think that's the best thing about yeah. working yeah. for different coaches is that you, Take it's like piece. I always said that, you know, about writing, you yeah. know, writing yeah. novels, you know, to, to learn how to write, you got to go, you know, you, you read Hemingway, Faulkner, mm-hmm. you know, the Fitzgerald, all these guys, and you literally favorite. write like them for a while, you know, you imitate yeah. them, but then yeah. you low, slowly but surely start to develop your own, own style. And I really believe that's the key for coaching. You know, I learned from yeah. Daly, Chuck Daly mm-hmm. and Phil Jackson and all these guys. I, you know, I imitated a lot of what they did yeah, and yeah. It slowly became, you know, mine after yeah. a while. Cause you know, you just combined all the two, all of them together. So I, that's, that's, that's exactly, an awesome experience. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm, um, I'm excited just for that uh, because I want to implement it with, my uh with my youth team so you know with my boys that i'm coaching too so i mean i'm i'm just super excited yeah, i'm still mad at you for choosing your boys over me <laughs> <laughs> and not going on that walk with us you imagine yeah, you yeah, could yeah. choose his sons over, over me to go yeah. on a walk what kind of guy is that yeah <laughs> terrible teammate yeah, joe we were just over I'll, here talking about all your, your great leadership qualities and, and kind of the, the role you've played in Coach Tim's career, um, being that, that chemistry guy that he could trust to, to take care of that end of the, the team. What were some things that you felt like you learned from Coach Tim that, that gave you that confidence to do it? Um, just being You want me to leave the room first, Joe, so you can talk right? <laughs> <laughs> can you be, be, be honest here? You ain't under contract and your playing time ain't on the line yeah, no more. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have no safe and you have no safe words. No safe so what, word, no should, filter. Yeah, so what should I be honest? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Be honest. No, no, honestly, guys, um, I mean I would like to always I always thought of myself as a uh unselfish person. But in there terms of basketball, I think Coach Tim really helped me develop that 
um, to another to another level, like really put the team in in front of in front of anything else, you know. And I feel like that's what I did best um, throughout my whole career. I would. That's one thing that I take great pride in is being a great teammate. And if there was one thing that if if, if people were to ask. Uh, my teammates that played with me, like what was one thing I, I would hope that they would say that he was the best teammate that, that they've ever had, you know, and yeah. I, I really just wanted to make an impact um, in that and, and just being a great leader. So I, I feel like that's what coach Tim taught me um, personally. And we, I just got to say this, there's me and coach Tim wasn't, we weren't always, like lovey dovey and, and, you know, like that, it took us years and years of me being hard headed and stubborn and, and all me that <laughs> to get to, to where we were. So people see how we are now and, 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 you know, they see our relationship and stuff like that, but it took a lot of hard days. You know what I mean? And tell that, tell I, that can story, I, Joe. Can I tell a story? I want to yeah, tell a story. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, I want, cause, Joe, cause I don't know if you'll remember too. this, but, there was a time I just got through talking to one of our players about this and uh, oh, man. about this with you and me. And I, and I said, there was a time when um, we got at it in practice one day and you went off the handle and I don't know why I wasn't, didn't really know what happened. And so the next, I don't know if you, this was in, I think it was in Reyes gym. And, uh-huh. and then I, I, the next day, I called. I called you, and we went to that little office at Ray's gym, and I said, "What you know? What, what's going on, Joe?" And, I, and of course, I don't remember everything that went on to it, and I don't even remember what it was. But you said to me, "You know, there was something you said to me a year ago." <laughs> you remember that? There was something you said to me a year ago that's been bothering me. <laughs> and, that, I'm serious. I'm serious. And I was like, a year, a year ago. I, and he goes, and he said, you said you did like, you told me what it was. I said, I had said yeah. something to you that had triggered something in you. And you remembered it for, and it was last year you said, and I had, first no of all, I didn't remember no what it was. You told me what it, I didn't remember. I had no yep. clue. And it was like, he had held that in for yeah. a full year. I remember it. I, you want me to tell you what it was? Not really. <laughs> Donovan. 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 That's a safer. Donovan is a safer, safer, safer joke. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I hope it doesn't. tired, Coach. Yeah. Huh. And, we're, and, you know, we still love each other. No, hey, Joe, but hold on, hold on. It was again. Oh, God. After after that, you got to tell the story that you always talk about. When is it Ray's gym, too? When he got mad at you and then he spit at you. <laughs> Like, I spit at you well, just because you were yelling at like oh, yeah, face. and he was yeah. like and Joe tells it so funny he's like then it was just spit on my lip he was like and I couldn't move <laughs> I didn't know what are you doing in that situation <laughs> and I, I'm sure you saw it too he don't remember I don't probably what am I going to do I felt like it would be more disrespectful if I wipe it out. <laughs> so you just leave it on there. <laughs> that's, that's Bill Cower stuff. I learned that yeah. from Bill Cower. Oh, uh, yeah. Steelers. Yeah, Bill Cower. Coach Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was everybody. legendary yeah. for that. He legendary Guys, for spitting. No I, joke. I'm not, I still do I it. Promise, I promise. I put this on my kids. <laughs> just this past weekend, just this past weekend, uh, I was coaching five teams, so I was, I was, I was intense, right? 
And um, I had I had to get on my on my boys. So and I was spitting and everything. <laughs> I was kind of proud. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was like, oh yeah, I had a coach Tim moment. <laughs> 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 coach Tim moment. Even though uh, my son Jace afterwards, he was like, yeah, they all came up to me and said that you're all spitting them in their face. <laughs> I was proud too, guys. <laughs> Fired up. Fired up. Too yeah. Much. Well, that that thing about that year ago, I go. You know, that, that's what I, we, we started to talk about, you know, like you got to let things go and move yeah. forward, you know, and, and that's always been my big thing as a coach is moving forward. Yeah. I've always believed in moving forward, moving forward. I don't remember anything that, that uh, I knock them out of my mind and just continue yeah, to move yeah. forward. And I couldn't believe that you strength. waited a yeah, year to I, tell I mean, me I that. I remember, I remember. Um, but uh, it was, all right, I'll tell you real quick. It was, uh, you actually said that my teammates didn't like me Oh my gosh, that was like the worst. <laughs> oh Man, that, really? That was like the most. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 he I was like, "What will me. hurt Joe the most?" I, Ooh, I, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even imagine myself saying yeah. that. Oh, I can't even imagine crazy. myself saying yeah. that. That's so. Coach, I, I couldn't have said exactly in those words. It must have been. You must have heard it that way. But it wouldn't have been exactly in the He might have said, your well, teammates say your breath stink. Yeah, your breath <laughs> no, does stink, no, dog. You, okay, you said I was the chemistry destroyer. Remember, Saul? Didn't I tell you that? Oh, yeah, you told me that story. <laughs> yep, where he Call told you you're the chemistry, chemistry destroyer. destroyer. Yeah. Oh, you must have been a God, punk, bro. Hurt. But honestly, Coach, it again, it was one of them things where, and I've heard you say this, where you like to break down a player to to bring them back up to higher, you know, to higher grounds and stuff. And, I mean, honestly – it was all worth it. You know, like it was, you were probably, I mean, I've had, I've had really close relationships with some of my other coaches, but none, nothing like, nothing like, you know, me and you, what me and you had. So, I mean, it was all worth it. I, I wouldn't take nothing, nothing back at all. Not one thing. <laughs> Joe, Except he was before you, of chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> before you came on, before you came on, coaches, coaches telling us that you're Game the second best the second best player um, um, building chemistry that he's ever had. He said Chris Ross was the first one, so he kind of overtook you. But, hey, second place ain't too bad. Second place ain't too bad. You know he didn't say that shit. I did not say that. He's always enabling shit. I did not say that. Hey, hey, Joe, You, I don't think you ever got your opportunity to uh, talk to Coach Tim because you know how your situation ended. Um we have him here in the studio, you in the studio. This would be a great moment for you to to shed some tears. It would be great for views if you want to <laughs> shed some tears. And uh, uh, talk to talk to your daddy here. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'll be honest. I was, it was, I was pretty sad, right? But, really I mean, sad, again, super sad. I, I think I, I got this also from Coach Tim was, move forward and i'm sure all you guys oh, yeah. you guys know yeah. how i am i i yep. mean i i literally move forward i keep it moving like there's no point in, in dwelling in the past and how everything that we've accomplished in in my whole career i i give it all to coach tim you know i it he molded me to be a, a certain way and i really thrived in his system from from going from the triangle to switching away from the triangle, which hurt my feelings dearly. Um, but again, I it was it was new to me too. So I didn't I thought my career was over. Like, oh shoot, that's it. I'm done, guys. Like that, that's the only thing I know is the triangle. 
you know, and I mean, again, I, you know, we made it work. Uh, one lucky, lucky enough to win a whole bunch of championships. And I mean, I, I give, I still, it's funny cause i you know, I still make speeches to my family and right when I'm about to make a speech, Monica is like, Oh, here we go. I'm like, Oh man, dang. Like I'm over here make, preaching and, and making speeches. Like, mm. I mean, again, it's like I'm back in Hinebra, like how you were, how we're in this, uh, we're, uh, students in the classroom in the dugout, you know? Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing to my kids. And I, I mean, to, to my family and, and to my boys and Bella, who's playing volleyball now. So, I mean, Everything you taught me, Coach, I'm I'm trying to instill the same the same thing with my kids, my own kids, and then my kids in my program. So I mean, it's uh, I mean, wow! I, I never would have thought I had the career I've had, build the relationships that I have, and and you had a, a huge part in that, Coach. So thank you. I love you. I'm hoping I can make my way back down there, and, and we can see each other. And, at least give each other a hug. Again. <laughs> hey, they're back to running uh, pure triangle now too. Yeah, right. Yeah. They <laughs> said since Joe's gone, let's go back to the pure yeah, triangle. Yeah, yeah. That's all we do, bro. <laughs> no, there's a deeper, there's a deeper story to that. But yeah, well, I just started to explain it about the Miami Heat and when I went over there and I realized okay. that there was no magic in a, in an offense. And uh, I wanted to go back to, to, to something that I felt was going to continue to evolve and get better. So I'm, literally, yeah. we're back to... As JD knows, we're back to running pure triangle. Pure even triangle. at the even pure probably than we were before. <laughs> before really? Yeah, yeah. We're doing wow. four lane breaks and uh, weak side fills and the whole the whole yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Bringing back to oh, I love it. Uh, when we were at the very top of the triangle. Remember when we were at the very top? Yeah, we're trying to get back I there. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But how about on misses? What you going to do? Still run triangle? Who? On misses. On misses. You running runouts or? No, we're going Chris. elbow. We're okay, going cover elbow. Your, you know, cover your ears. Guys <laughs> in the elbow. We want basic working position. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two, three oh, set. And then uh, on runouts, yeah, we're doing four lane break. <laughs> I love it. I, Coach, I was teaching uh, my, my kids uh, one pass the other day. So, I mean, I'm starting to, you there know, I'm starting some. to get them in there. You'll be the only one, but you'll be hey. so different from everybody yep. else. Own it. Own it. Yeah. yeah. Coach, coach, yeah. I wanna I wanna ask you. Um you guys, you and Joe were together for so long. Mm -hmm. and you've always had his presence on your team. Yeah, we we moved from Alaska and then we went yeah. there. I only, I only missed him one year. Yeah. yeah. That was wild. one year you were No, with not Pure even foods. oh just a Because you moved to B MIG first. And then one conference. Yeah, one, one conference. One yeah. conference. Yeah. Wasn't in a year. That's wild. No, it was That's a full wild. year, wasn't it? No, no, it was a conference. No, I think it was two conferences. It was two conferences. Because I I did. I came in at the beginning of the next year. You left, and you spent a whole year with George Gallant, I think, at Pure Foods. It was. I thought it was one conference, but I don't. I, I mean, I have I have four kids, so I got bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but coach, what, I, what I'm asking, what I wanted to ask is having Joe around. Obviously, Joe's pretty irreplaceable. Like, there's only one Joe yeah, in this world. Right. Just his yeah. his his presence, his humor, just how he is. Um, when he was when he left and you guys didn't bring him back, was there how long was it that that empty kind of missing void um, with him? W was it until like is it still going on now that they're still you know it was like five minutes? 
a couple minutes. It's like, oh, dang, Joe's not here. Well, back to work, everyone. If I could say something real quick before Coach Tim talks, like, because I told, I would tell Joe this when when we were really grinding into our practices and it was like Joe really wasn't there. Yeah. Like coach would, he would verbalize like to the team. Like, I just can't believe Joe's not here. He would tell us like, man, this is, this does not feel right. And it did feel yeah. weird. It Actually. was really off putting. Like it was like setting a different yeah. role again of like, Oh man, who's, how are we going to, how are we going to make this work without Jay? Cause this, yeah. it, it, you could see it at least from the player standpoint that it looked it was, like it, it was. was tough. I mean, yeah, there was a huge. I think biggest void was obviously chemistry. Yeah, you know, just and having that guy that was going to, when there was an issue, he was going to yeah. address it. He was going to talk about it, and we had issues. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an understatement. And, <laughs> and it just, you know, I, I say it about Justin a lot, um, but the, the same was much truer to Joe earlier, but having Joe there was like a comfort or like a blankie. You know, you have a little yeah, kid yeah. with his blankie. Yeah. Yeah. You keep that blankie and then the blankie's gone. You're like, where's my blankie? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and it just uh, that comfort level that you had with Joe and mm-hmm. pretty much with you too. So it was the same thing. We had that void with you. Uh, the biggest void was like for, for missing you was like the, the, for number one, the defensive side of the floor. Yeah. The just that yeah, guy sure. to get at somebody and mm-hmm. to turn the whole team on defensively. Yeah. And that physical, that dog, not back yeah, down, presence. you know, presence yeah. that was there every dog, day. Dog. You know, it wasn't just in games, but it was literally there in every practice, day. Practice. How many times did Soul come up to me and say, let me guard the import. Yeah. <laughs> Let me guard the import. I want the import. Let me have the import. All the time. Every game, bro. We're playing, we're yeah, playing Commissioner's Cup. 6'10". Let me have them. I can take them. Let me have them. Me and Joe used to be like, hey, we can tag you. You're going up to his belly button, so I hate to say it, but you're standing next to his belly button. But then, you know, he gets switched on to him, and he'd stop him, and he'd turn around and look at me. Make sure you saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that I sounds get like that all so, the time with him. Definitely, sounds yeah, man. Like I, I, no, that, yeah, we had a good days. That's we awesome, man. Days. We had we had some good days. Like me and JD talk about it too. Like just just the that is it was so different when me and you were gone. Like even with Coach Kirk, you know the how we used to you know always Coach talk Kirk mess too, yeah. with Coach Kirk. We yeah. would bring in you know and mm-hmm. with Mark and and JJ, we would you know talk mess and mm-hmm. it was like we enjoyed being at practice, but we got our work done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so, you know, JD and Coach Kirk would tell us, like, it, it's different. It's, different. it's just different now. Guys, yep. Obviously, you guys are still winning championships and, and yeah, doing what you nice. got to do. Um, yeah. But it, it is, it's probably different. So we, have, well, we hey, don't have, we don't have those strong, honestly, except for maybe Christian, in terms of the really the strong, strong personalities. personalities. Yeah. That's we don't have that strong personality on the team mm-hmm. um, that, that, that we had. With you and Mark and JJ, and, yeah, and, yeah, and and Joe was not a strong personality in terms of he was like the 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 one who mixes. He was a mixer, yeah, keeping everybody right. together. You know, one thing about Joe, and I always said that about Jeffrey Cadiasso too, mm. is that you know Joe could hang out with with anyone, with anybody, yeah. you know, the, the local or you know the guy from Dabao and the, and the guy from from Carson, you know, and the, the guy from Europe mm. and the import and. You know, he could hang out with any of those guys. And when he was hanging out with people, would go over there to hang out with him. Yeah. And so it just a, he's like a magnet to everybody. And yeah. that that was a unique 
Oh, sorry, you're still here. That was a, that was a, that was a unique skill. You know, yeah. it was really it, it. People see it. They see basketball as putting the ball on the hoop, or you know, getting a rebound, or bringing the mm -hmm. ball down the floor. But there's so many skills beyond basketball skills that are totally in, yeah. in, 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 crucial to successful basketball teams. Yeah. And people, you know, the average fan doesn't see that. And it's gotten to be such a fantasy league type of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, sure. Right now, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And mm -hmm. the you guys don't know this, but the Steelers are like winning. They're six and three, yeah. which is really good for football. Yeah. They're doing more with less. And they're, yeah, exactly. and, they're, and their quarterback is getting ripped because he's not Can't getting 300 it. yards yeah. or 350 yards a game. And, and, you know, their defense is getting ripped because they're giving up yards. And yet they're still six and three. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and, and, and the coach, Mike Tomlin, he hasn't had he's a losing record. That's his, that's that's his thing. That's yeah. the way he coaches. He's never had a losing record. He's never had a losing in. record. That's, he's that's... always defensive-oriented. You know, he won't go with it. He'll tell his young quarterback, do not make that pass because you may make a turnover. Mm -hmm. You know, so he's not going to allow him to throw 350 yards yeah, if he's right. capable of doing Not at this point of his career. Maybe five years from mm -hmm. now, six yeah. years from now, mm -hmm. but right now. So the bottom line is, is that, you know, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that, you know, we've become such a fantasy-type league that all we care is about all we care about is the numbers and how guys look and yeah. getting dunks and whatever. And there's so much more to the game than that. Mm -hmm. yeah, and sure. that stuff makes you unsuccessful. Yeah. I honestly believe that yeah. fantasy yeah. stuff, well wanting to be a fantasy team. They're, the, the, the Steelers are winning so ugly that to me, they're pretty. Yeah. But to yeah. everybody else, they're just ugly. Yeah. And not sustainable. Can't continue to do it, mm -hmm. and have another winning record. <laughs> yeah, and another winning record. I mean, uh, um, and it's just so many basketball skills, so many skills outside of the game that come into the game that make it successful. Yeah, if I could piggyback yeah. off of that, Coach, I even said it on our episode with Justin that a lot of people don't know this about you. They they see you and they see you're the winningest coach. And you've done it with multiple organizations, but they don't see, they think like, oh, he runs this triangle offense. It's a magic offense. And he does this and he gets great imports that, you know, some of the best imports to ever be in this, in this country. One, one thing I tell about people about Coach Tim is first and foremost, he's a defensive minded coach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's the first coach in my entire career that saw me and said, you have the ability to be the best defender in this whole league. Because you weren't playing a lot of defense I wasn't early. playing defense. My whole game was, was get buckets. Yeah. And he came to me and was like, he, remember you always talked about this? Total game. Use your total game. He said, I want you to use your total game. You could be one of the best rebounding guards. You could be one of the best defensive guards. Yeah. You could be one of the best passers. Like, he saw my full potential, and I always came into there every game. Use my total game. Use my total game. Coach wants me to use my total game. How can I get more rebounds? It wasn't no longer about about getting yeah. buckets and getting all that, buckets. right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously he did that with Joe as well. But what people don't know is that Coach Tim is a chemistry guy. Like, yeah. he's yeah. all about the little things off the court, about your team. Like, yep. you guys being, again, a family. You guys caring for one another. He always talks about the accountability that we have. If we don't have the clarity of, of what we're running as a, as a unit, he can't hold us accountable. See, he always gives us the why. Yeah. Always, and I don't see other coaches doing this. He, we're always prepared. We're probably the most prepared team 
going into any game because we watch film. I and I'm probably the most traded player in the history of PBA. I played for all these coaches. So I know <laughs> the difference between him and all these other coaches. No one else is doing this stuff. So this is what set there's a reason why he's the winningest coach, and it's not because he has the most talented import. It's not because he has the most talented guys. It's not because he's run the triangle. One, defense wins championships. And two, he cares about the guys all caring for one another on the court, the chemistry, yeah. the little things about that matter on the court. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's what, for me, has always separated him as a coach. You know, and, and coach, I think I, I'm happy that people get to, get to hear that from guys that play for you, you know? Because that yeah. really is what separates you. Because wow. when it comes to X and O's, honestly, coach, you're you're you're, you're good. <laughs> but you're not. I play for coaches. I play for coaches. No, I play for coaches yeah. that that honestly will come in and their adjustments or X and O's are like incredible. Uh, yeah, like even better than Coach Tim. But that that isn't what wins. What makes him great. Coach will enable guys and be around a Coach Richard, Coach Kirk, yeah. Coach Olson, guys that are good with the X and O's. He knows, just like you talk about with John Maxwell, he knows his weaknesses, so he empowers people around him. But his strength is what wins championships. Yeah. That, that's what he well brings said, to the table. That's well said. Well, yeah. thank you. Wow. Well said. I don't know. That's a great one, Saul. Wow, I need to leave now. <laughs> on, Saul. Get out of here. We, we, coach, coach I'll say no, no, I'm joking. I don't need to get out of here. No, no, okay. I'm not We're saying like, we that. We we yeah. yeah. no, I'm just saying that, that that was like, that, there's nothing over the top of that one. My GCash sent it to you later, Coach. GCash? Paid by the compliment. Wow, that's that's really special. Yeah, but I've always said that about myself. People ask me. I always said I'm a chemistry coach first. I'm not a strategy coach. I'm, I've never felt I've been really good at, at strategy, especially in-game strategy. I'm good in preparation. I'm yeah. good mm -hmm. in making post-game adjustments. Like, you beat us, I'll, you know, I'll figure out a way yeah. to come back at you. But in-game, I'm like, you know, I, I get a little scared of myself. I'm like, I'm not sure of myself. Mm. And I rely on other people to, to get through it. Um, we talked but about to that me, it's all about yep. preparation. Yep. It's all about the prep. And it's not prepping for the game. It's the day to day to day yeah. to day yeah. prep every day, and that that's that's the true preparation, not just preparing for a game. Anybody can prepare for a yeah. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still have that same mindset. I just could. I don't know if you noticed, know but I never knew when. I I only knew when our next game was. I never looked at the schedule. It, my whole mindset was, I'm just gonna get just work tomorrow, just work, just yeah. be better tomorrow. Yeah, that's the way it's gotta be. I never yeah. looked at the schedule, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm that's still not like easy that to now, do. And my teammates don't like that's it. not easy to do. Kid. It's not easy to uh, get yeah, that I kind of know. mindset. It's, it's not that. It's not that easy. It's not that easy to get that kind of buy-in either. Either mm -hmm. you know that daily, do the work daily every day, and just trust the process. And we always that's hear that process. trust yeah. the process, yeah. but that's basically what you're doing, and the event will take care of itself yeah 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 well said coach yeah we we, we you talked about your adjustments after games your post game adjustments we yeah. talked about with that with jordan when yeah. you guys played them the first time mm -hmm. and lost mm -hmm. and we oh, were like, about the asian they're games. wait till the next yeah, game yeah. He's yeah. Well, yeah, I keep saying, we're all good at that i think yeah. i mean you players yeah. all know it too i mean after the fact, we play yeah. so many series i mean, yeah. I mean yeah. nba plays a series a year right and if you get to the playoffs, you get to play a series. You may not play beyond that series. Yeah. You might get to play one series a year. If you're lucky, you get to go advance mm -hmm. to the playoffs yeah. and play a few more. But And think of all the teams that don't play a series at all because they right. don't make the playoffs. Yeah. 
Look at us. We, got oh, we play three it. times a year. I mean, we play right. more in series than, than we do in our eliminations. That is true. Our playoffs so have true. more games than our eliminations. That's crazy. That that is so true. we play series after series after series, and series is Never all about, about adjustments. It's yeah. all about moving yeah. forward. You know, yeah. you, 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 yeah. if you get locked into to a loss and, and not recovered in time for the next game, when you usually have a day, if you don't learn to move on and get ready and be ready – then you, you're just going to get knocked out of a series. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just, I'm, I mean, I, I've probably been in the most series because I've been coaching for, you know, forever. But, I mean, Coach Yang, Coach Norman, yeah. Coach, you know, these guys, we all have been in this kind of series. Yeah. So it's second nature. Yeah. You yeah. play us, you beat us, okay, that's fine. Let's go get it. Let's go at it again. Yeah. And so we'll cool. see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. that was our mindset going into that Jordan game was, they beat us, and we talked about it. We talked about it, you know, amongst ourselves. This is what we're good at. We yeah. told the team, this is what we're good at. Yeah. We're good at doing this. We're good at You guys know what it's like to come back and play a team a second time. It's harder for us as a group to play in a tournament like that where it's like one do or done. die, yeah. one and done. Yeah. It's really hard for yeah. us. Yeah. It's a tough situation. Because we, we're not used to that it's and tough. having to be ready every game. Mm -hmm. But uh, you get us into a series, we're pretty damn good. Yeah. And our league is yeah. pretty damn good. So... Mm -hmm. I, I was pretty confident, believe it or not, going into Jordan. I was yeah. not confident going into China. Right. Uh, I wasn't sure if we could. It was our third game in three days. I right. wasn't, I was, Justin, was, Justin was taking shots like you were on his foot. Oof. He was really? taking, yeah, he, the whole thing there, he was taking shots on wow. his foot. Oh, wow. And I, I mean, he that. was getting injections on his For foot. For his ankle? No, for his bone spurs. Oh, the surgery. Yeah, uh -huh. The surgery. He was taking injections oh. literally before every game. And, it was, and his foot Jeez, was black bro. and blue. I mean, uh, the thing that people don't know people this don't about, Justin, he went through this. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't even know myself. I was like, Justin, you all right? Yeah. You, 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 you okay? You need, yeah. A, need a break? You know, like we have a, like a practice mm -hmm. in between. Uh, this is before the three-game stretch. We have a practice. I go... You know, I can sit you out today, you know. He goes, no, I'm okay. I can go. Jeez, and he'd go That's through Justin. it. That's yeah. Justin. And, yeah, and he'd Where go back to his room, get his shot, and come Maybe back someone put something in that syringe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we get you a yeah. 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 That's what it was. That's what it couldn't have been. That's what it was. So anyway, so he did all that. And that was the only question we had going to China. Would he be able to survive the third game in a row? And the only reason he was able to do that is because we played Qatar in our first game, yep. and we played it totally to the script. Yeah. We came out there and said, okay, look, we want to jump on them. We want to rest Justin. We don't mm -hmm. want him to play the whole game. Mm -hmm. Let's get out on him out. right away right. and then let him sit, and then we'll just nice. play through it. And exactly what happens. Within, within six minutes, we're up by 20 points. Yeah. You know? yeah. and and that was a big Key. If, if yeah. that was a close game and you kind of exactly. gassed them out, who knows? Yes. Maybe those who next knows? games. Yeah, the next games we would not have been able to play. And that's, yeah. that Qatar game was the, like one of the things that propelled that team forward. And then uh, Iran, we jumped out on Iran and they came back and, and we won that by a mm -hmm. point. And I didn't think we had enough to, to, to play China. Yeah. Right. And so I wasn't surprised when we were down 18 at halftime. I walked into the locker room like, and I wasn't mad. I couldn't yeah. be mad anymore. We already got to this level. You know, we were in the final four already. Uh -huh. nowhere. So I just walked in there and said, guys, we got to make stops. You know, we just got to keep focus on the defense. Right. We can't, if they score and we score and they score and we score, there's no yeah, way we're going to get back. We got to start it with stops. And then collectively, the whole team turned around and looked at Justin. <laughs> and said, Justin, you got to open it up. 
Literally. Yeah. We said, you got to open it up. Everybody goes, yeah, Get you got to open it up, Josh. You got to open it up. You know, The whole team was said that. Yeah. He went out there and he opened it up. And and opened it. And you weren't, yeah. you weren't surprised when he hit those shots it. either, huh? Uh, uh, were you? You weren't even like, no, well, the last two shots. The last two were crazy. 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 I mean, the last two were just, I mean, the guys were in his face yeah. and he was taking those shots. But no, I wasn't surprised that he that he opened up. But I, I was the third game in three days. Yeah, you know, and I, I didn't think he had it in. I didn't think we had it in to come back in that second half. I, I thought we were done. Right. So I was okay with everything at that point. And then Justin just came out, and we made stops too. Yeah, that was yeah, the key. Yep. Even though the Justin made all those baskets, we you made stops. Control yeah. the we, boys. They outscored us by eighteen in the first half. We outscored them by 19 in the second half. Yeah. That's all you tell the Win yeah. is a win, Coach. We won it by 19 in the second half. So whether there was the last two shots or whatever, yeah, however you we play. outscored them by 19 in the second half. So, Coach, just to talk about, since we're on that on that subject, we mm-hmm. talked about this with Coach Chad, and, um, you know, you have a, a front row seat um, to being the national team coach and the pressure that comes with. And we obviously feel like, you know, it's unfair flack that Coach Chad gets because people outsiders looking in don't know the time the preparation it gets mm-hmm. the player availability the things that you get you know we just talked about it that chemistry mm-hmm. matters yeah. it's not about x and o's it's not who's drawing up what play it's really about giving coach tim saying that he didn't he didn't think he had enough time yeah, you know and yeah. chris ross was a was a huge you know mvp of of getting that important piece yeah. to them winning that championship together mm-hmm. It doesn't always fall back on the coach. What do you think we can do as a collective, as a nation, as a basketball community to help the national team out? What do you think is the the steps to to push us well, forward a, a little bit? Yeah. That's a really complex question. Yeah, uh, and and uh, it, it doesn't deserve a a simple answer. It is not. You know, it, yeah. it's it's a Tough. it's a difficult question. Uh, there's so many factors that go into it in terms of. Scheduling. I mean, I think the number one schedule is scheduling. I mean, th- this is something that people have been asking me because you know, will I continue as a national coach, whatever? And and uh, and I keep saying it's not an easy answer. There's not a yes or no answer. There's, there's a lot of what ifs involved. And you know, um, what is the league going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, if I may use an example, my wife's talking about it with my wife last night, and we're looking at the stadiums, and the, and the stadiums are empty basically, watching the games. He never hasn't played yet, so we don't know how that's going to affect things. But the bottom line is, Lee didn't play for six months, five months, six months. Yeah. Side, I mean, the, the official league. They had the to tour, yeah. which was free, yep. but not the, 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 the league didn't. And if you look at theaters nowadays, movie theaters, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. nobody goes to Empty. movie theaters anymore. Right. Why? Because during the pandemic, they couldn't. Yep. And there was a, it was a long break from it. Yep. And so you lose, like... We used to go to movies. My wife and I would go to movies two to three times a week. Yeah. yeah it was but we lost that habit of going. Yeah. You know, we just lost the habit. Yep. Now we've found alternatives. We found Netflix, yeah. and HBO, sure. and whatever. We can stay at home. You know, we can do that. And so you develop mm-hmm. different habits. And mm-hmm. for right now, the league is set off for six months. You got to give them credit for taking a hit for six months so to the prepare. national team can do the World yeah, Cup and true. even do move it back even further for the Asian games. Yeah. And, uh, um, but for six months, everybody lost their habit of going, going to, to the games. games. They found alternatives over the last six months of doing something else. You know, it, it may be something as simple as going to a movie right. you know, or going to dinner or whatever, but they've lost that habit. And you can see that in the stadiums. 
How are we going to get that back? So every time you take those long breaks, from a league standpoint, you run mm-hmm. into that kind of problem. All right. In the meantime, owners are paying salaries mm-hmm. for players yep. who are not practicing for six months or playing mm-hmm. for the practicing. That's the yeah. worst part. Right. So they're practicing the for six months, <laughs> yeah. but they're not playing. You know, and, and you know those kind of things happen. And uh, um, then you've got the guys that are overseas. Sometimes they can come in. Sometimes they can't. Uh, um, from a coaching standpoint, just from a purely coaching standpoint, okay? So the last six months, the league was off. So the other coaches were off. But the coaches on the national team were working over those last six months. Right. And they were working as hard as they've ever worked before. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. travel, the whole works, the, yeah. you know, the, 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 the worst thing is we had eight to ten practices every night. Our practices were eight to ten at night, oh, goodness. and it was just a killer tough. practicing at eight to ten at night. It's it just ruins the next day. You're you're born out. I even had a car accident coming home. I fell asleep coming home one night oh, from wow. a game uh, from a practice in Moralco. It wasn't serious. I just rolled up into a truck and because uh, we were in stop and go yeah, traffic, man. and I was like, <clears throat> and I woke up oh, and uh, oh, put a, put some damage on my uh, on my car though <laughs> on, the uh, Lexus. on the Lexus. I was on wondering Lexus. why. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that was for me falling asleep from coming back on the uh, coming back from a national team practice. And then, so we did all that. And then right afterwards, you know, we had like two or three days, and then we had to go back into the Asian games and right. do Asian game practice. In the meantime, everybody's doing their yeah. regular practices or off. Okay, so we do the Asian games, and then immediately after the Asian games, they want you to go back and practice. Right. However, Al Francis made a rule. To everybody, told the league, told the the board that we're not going to do this Asian games unless you get these guys ten days off after oh, after nice. the Asian games. Cool. So we're not going to. You Makes have to. Sense. Every team has to agree. Everybody that participates in the Asian games has Makes to sense. take at least ten days off. So we all got ten days off. But that normally doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Normally, like for Chun, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, we go to Lebanon to go do a window. The league stops, but we're still practicing. We come back next day. We got a game. Yeah. You know, so there's no break for the national team coach. It's just yeah, constant so. work. When do you spend time with your family? When do you get away from the game? It's difficult. It's a huge it's a sacrifice. sacrifice. That's what Chart yeah. was doing for the length of time, time, working with Talking Text and working with the national team. And I saw it. And then being hit the way he was being hit, the draining, the mental draining that was going mm-hmm. on, it was, it was hard to watch. Yeah. You said I had front row and center. Yeah. I did have front row and center. It was hard to watch. It was hard for him to, to see him daily have to go through that every day. Mm-hmm. And, man, his mental strength is off the charts. Yeah, for he sure. battled for through sure. it. He battled through it. He battled through it. What was most hard was on his family. Yeah. yeah. It was like if they did that, my wife would just – I mean, I can't even imagine what my wife would yeah. be doing right. if, 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 the, if I had gotten the same kind of – Stuff and I did for a little bit right before <laughs> we went to the Asian Games, and she was getting so mad. And uh, you know, it was like, oh, well, that's part of the part of the job. Yeah. Not for her, yeah. man. Not for her. <laughs> and uh, but I can't imagine Cherry went through that for over a year and stuff. Yeah, Cherry, Cherry Church wife and their kids, yeah. you know, yeah. um, having to read and hear about it. And um, Chuck was telling me about one of their. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone was in school and kids were saying stuff to them. Yes, yeah, right. about not the right. and uh, it was just it was just really unfair. Mm-hmm. And I just got to give Chuck that props for doing all that. Yeah. 
And I honestly felt that we played well in the World Cup. I thought we played well in the World Cup. We said that on our show. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know people only look at the wins and the losses. But I tell you what, it's a lot different playing, you know, Iran or playing Qatar than it is playing, you know, Italy and Dominican Republic with with Carl Anthony Towns on that team. It's a lot different. I mean, people will give me the props for winning the Asian games, but that was nothing compared to what was going on with the with the World Cup. For sure. And I thought yeah. Chad did a tremendous job. And it was it was so hard because everything was in flux. We spent so much time preparing. Three months going to Estonia, mm-hmm. Lithuania, going to China. And then when we got back, we changed three starters. Yeah. Yeah. Three starters had not been with us in any of that. Well, Scotty a little bit. Remember, Scotty got yeah, injured. Yeah, correct. And then Kai came in and not had any practice. And he and didn't Jordan. have any practice like five days or six days before the first game. And, and of course, Jordan came in. And, you know, Jordan being an NBA guy. First of all, let me say Jordan's a great guy. He's a pro. He is a, a super, he's not a just pro. a pro, but he's a good yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's yeah. easy mm-hmm. to be around. Nicest guy. Um but he's a pro and he's an NBA guy, you know? So, you know, there's a certain way he's going to play the game, yeah. you know, because that's the way he's been taught and that's the NBA. We're not going to teach him a different game in, in, mm-hmm. in eight days. Right. Yeah. You know, Absolutely we're not going to teach him a different way to play. Crazy eight days. And uh, trying to just fit him in and trying to, to work around him, getting guys to play around him was, was really difficult. It was like an impossible task. Yeah. And, uh, and despite that, we were still right played still in every there. game. You were in, in every game. Every yeah. game. Every single game we are in. The Probably DR, the only one was South out. Sudan. It was yeah, one yeah, yeah. we just didn't really play that well. And I think that was just the disappointment of being out. We knew we were out yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah the and, part. Uh, But that South Sudan got us motivated and ready for China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we turned around and played China, we had to kind of hit the bottom of the barrel, and we were ready to push up. And that gave us that, that chance to beat China. For me personally... Just the fact that Chuck brought me on and uh, uh, gave me an opportunity to, to be a part of all that was just, just a huge blessing for me. And I will always, always bow down to him for allowing me to do that with him at that point. Yeah. That was truly, truly remarkable. And then the encouragement he gave me when I took over the Asian Games and the empathy he had with me throughout all of that um, – you know, it wasn't like, you know, we just shut each other out. No, yeah. we were still mm-hmm. talking. He was still texting every game. Um, cool. And uh, he was still very much a part of it. And um, so, you know, yeah, it's what happened to Chuck was really unfair. But everything he did to me was, I mean, incredibly, you know, uh, positive and, and uplifting for me. It was really, yeah. he was truly uplifting for me. So I really owe him big time, big, yeah. big time. I'll say, Coach. Coach, uh, just to let you know, if you ever have uh, another tournament you're going to coach, just let me know, okay? I'll, I'll make myself free if you need a coach. <clears throat> you're talking about the I'm national just team? That out there. Huh? You're talking about the national team? Yeah, for the national team. Just let me know, Coach. Well, you already coached with me once. You guys won. Yeah, no, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, you I got, got, a, we got, a, got a gold medal already with us. Right? Yeah. yeah. Although I they, didn't, they didn't give us golds, right? Give you. Isn't that a bummer that coaches don't get golds? We don't get medals. <laughs> yeah, really? no, I should have got I, I didn't get a medal. I didn't get a medal in the Asian Games either. 
Co- uh, Joe, you wouldn't you wouldn't leave your kids to go on a walk with him, bro. You think he's gonna <laughs> think you're gonna <laughs> leave LA to come out here? <laughs> you missed a good one because we were with Chet Kammerer and he was he was full of stories. He's the director of player personnel for the Miami Heat. Yeah. And uh, uh, great contact as, as yeah. he is, but he's just a great, great guy. His son is the lead advanced scout for the Miami Heat as well. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And uh, they've been with the, he's been with Miami Heat from the time Pat Riley's been with the Miami Heat. Oh, wow. He was with, oh, wow. He's one of, the, one of the original Miami Heat guys. Missed out, Joe. Even before wow, Spo. Awesome. Wait, missed out, Joe. Dang it. Just, just Joe. So, coach, we want to, we want to. I hope you, know. you won that game, by the way. <laughs> I can't even remember now. <laughs> We could we could sit here all day and talk yeah. to you, Coach. Um, but we want to we want to wrap this up a little bit. Um, I do want to touch on Hanebra a little bit. We haven't really talked about his time with Hanebra. Um, you you moved to Hanebra, and we've we've talked about this before that it's totally different than coaching any other team, mm. right? You you've mentioned it to us before. We get everybody's A game, so mm. you have to prepare for everybody to bring their A game against you. We don't ever get anybody's B game. We don't get any day. Everyone looks at the schedule and says, we play and never here. They circle it, mm-hmm. right? What is What would, would you say um, is the biggest difference besides that of coaching Hanebra um, than your previous teams? Well, I thought, I thought coaching Hanebra really did a great job preparing me for the Asian games, mm. believe it or not. Right. Um, just the, the, the learning how to deal with the pressure, learning how to deal with the, the, the big fan base, uh, expectations. Um, and I, I thought that really helped me out uh, when I when I was able to coach the Asian games, because I'm, I had daily I daily have that with the with Inebra. We right. all do at Inebra, and uh, um, and I think the the thing with 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 trying to perform for Inebra is I know this sounds simple, but the we talked about earlier being pressure. I'm being um, I'm suddenly lost the word. Being processed. There we go. I was thinking pre- pressure, <laughs> pressure. Oh, yeah. I got Donovan. Being processed. Yeah, Donovan. <laughs> being process oriented. I mean, yeah. because if you think about all the things that are going, the noise that's going on around you, and the mm. pressure and the expectations, and the and if you take all that negativity, it's really going to affect you. And if you just stay in the process, you kind of let go of all that and you can just continue to move forward with it. And the best thing about, I thought, with Enebra is that you said it, they're going to bring the best game against us. So we are used to playing that best game all the time. Um, So when it comes to playoff time, we're ready to play at that level all the time. And that is a huge advantage. It's a curse, uh, but it's also a blessing. It's a yeah. curse that we have to do deal with that every day, you know, in every game and have to be ready. And if we're not ready, we're going we're gonna to be embarrassed. Um, but it pushes us to be at a high level all the time. And we, so we play at that high level. It's like some teams have to lift the level of their game when they get to the playoffs to be successful. We're already there. Because we've we've been practiced, we've been pushed, we've been, and that's that to me is is the way I look at Enebra, and mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's a really good way to look at the game, you know, um, 
And it was up to us to really embrace that yeah. idea rather than fight it. And fight I thought it, yeah. the teams yeah. earlier before us was always trying to fight that. And we learned how to embrace it. And it was something I had to learn too, because I'd never really faced that at Alaska or Pure mm -hmm. Foods. It was always like, we're the underdogs. We're going to go after somebody. Yeah. It was hard being the guy that everybody's trying to get after. Yeah. It, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a different feeling okay. altogether. And, uh, but it, it helped. Again, it was just like another really nice thing that happened in my career to go there and do that. Yeah, you had you had a lot of great moments there at Hanebra. Is there one that sticks out to you that you would say this was probably the the greatest moment I've had at Hanebra or the most memorable? There's so many well, good ones. I mean, obviously the one that comes to mind is the, the shot. shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I the see that all lights out. Yeah, I, I see that all the time because I do I do corporate talks, right. and uh, one of the things I lead with is is the shot, mm -hmm. and it's the idea. <laughs> That's tight. Uh, <laughs> and one of the reasons I do that is because I want people to understand that you have to be process oriented. That that didn't happen at that moment. You didn't win the championship yeah, at that sure. moment. That's not when you won. You won it. Yeah. You know at the beginning of the conference and, and you, you know, mm -hmm. did the day-to-day -day work all the way into that championship. The so championships aren't won at the arena. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, they're mm -hmm. won long before that. And uh, so I use that as a, as a lead-in to my, to my talk. So we show the shot the so shot. everybody gets excited yeah. about the shot and then we, we explain it that way as, as that. So I've seen it so many times, you know, doing it and it's still, every time I see it, it still makes my yeah. hair rise a little bit, you know, when I, I when I watch it. So I guess that's the how biggest special moment. is that, right? Huh? Hey, how special is that, that Here we, we was a part of the shot? Yeah. What, JD, what side were you on? I knew he was. <laughs> I was waiting for that, man. You were a part of it too. I was a part of it. And I, I did enjoy the moment. Like it was different. I still remember watching everything unravel like i knew this was special like this is kind of tight like i know we lost but man like, i've never seen anything happen. like that that yeah, like, doesn't happen when we came out the timeout and yeah. everyone knew something was about to happen they yeah. all had their phones on with flashlights it like illuminated the court it was like unreal yeah we talked about this with la was he was just on our yeah. show um about when you drew the play up I was the inbounder, mm -hmm. and you had L.A. come off a curl, and you're like, if L.A.'s open, get him the ball there. And I remember to tell L.A., L.A., I'm not passing you the ball. <laughs> <laughs> this ball's going to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, L.A. curled, he was open. I was like, Justin, come get this ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the other one was uh, the, the the one we just had with the Dragons. Oh, the Bay that, Area. Yeah, that the Game nice. 7 that Dragons. Was, that was nice. And we had like, you know, 54,000, and it was yeah. going against uh, Gorgian, you know, yeah. the legend. Shh. And yeah. uh, um, you know, and going Before against that coach, team and Coach Brian, nobody, Coach Brian, nobody thinking we could beat him. You know, I mean, yeah. it was a, going into that series, nobody thought we could beat him, and then getting into a game seven and and winning it, that was a special moment, also, crazy. just because it was a it was an outsiders team. Yeah, you know? yeah. China it was out of the Philippines. it was out of the norm. But you guys had that experience over because we had already played in Philippine right. Arena yeah. with all those yeah, fans. They didn't, they didn't, that's they didn't stand a chance. Against, and it was we had six or against, seven against you guys. Yeah, and we right. lost six. Yeah, we yeah. lost game. We lost the first time we played in yep. the event, that big crowd. Yeah. Yep. Then we came back and won it, and then we won it again. Yeah. So the Dragons was a was kind of a special one, special one too. And the way we just jumped out on them and just didn't. Yeah. And we had prepared hard to, to guard what's his name? The, Miles Powell. The little uh, Powell. Powell. Yeah, Powell. Yeah, Powell. We, 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 we took him out of, right out of the game. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we would have had more trouble if Nicholson yeah, stayed we before he got hurt. Like, we were having so oh, that's many right. problems. That's right. That's right. He was like tough he to guard. Hurt. He was tough. Efficient. I've never seen any, i never seen Christian admit. Like, Christian's such a strong <laughs> yeah. personality individual. He would defer immediately, like, and just say, Nicholson, I, I can't do anything against him. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I tried everything. Yeah. Like, he, and he does not talk like that. I mean, that guy yeah. a lot of he, doesn't, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't lose his temper, yeah. Nicholson. He's a lot like yeah. Justin in that way. He just plays through everything. So, Coach, we'll, we, we, do a, we do a let it fly segment to, to end the show. Okay. And what it is is um, you're just going to let it fly. So it's like getting shots up around the arc. Quick We're going to quick answers, rapid do I fire. Do still have Donovan? You do. You still have Donovan, Coach. You do you have Donovan. This is where L.A. Joe, why don't we have Joe ask him, too? Because he, yeah. he has the questions. Joe, you want to ask the first two? It's, it's in. Guys, I'm. His phone. I'm, uh, oh, it's on your phone. Yeah, yeah, never okay, mind. Okay. Yeah, you no, sorry. There. You can just listen. Just look pretty. <laughs> just listen. Look, yeah. yeah, look good uh, in your jersey. Yeah, so we can start from. So I'll, I'll get yeah, it started. Yeah. So okay. I'll do what two? No, no, uh, uh, three. At three. least one, yeah. uh, one, 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 one word answers or no, no, three, four. Just right. but you're three, shooting three, them out. It's quick. You could you could talk about them, whatever. But just yeah. whatever comes to your. You know, yeah, I'm not very one. quick. You know, I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> it's all right, coach. You should have saw L.A. Yeah, L.A. It's like, it's like we're getting past to you. Catch and shoot, muscle memory. L.A. was. Crazy. Horrible. Yeah, he, he yeah. was definitely he was going through a different drill. He wasn't he had doing the longest for sure. <laughs> we rebounded a lot for him. <laughs> yeah, the longest. So, first question: Who was the hardest player you had to coach, past, present? Like, who was just the knucklehead of knucklehead. the squad? <laughs> 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 As I say, you know, the guy's going to have a reputation for it. Um, well, just say it, coach. No, you use Donovan already? Joe DeVance. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a punk. He was a punk. I don't he's the best I've ever met. <laughs> it can be passed. It no. can be passed. Uh, I'm I'm really gonna I I I'm gonna take a Donovan and I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take a Donovan on that only because I don't want to hurt anybody because yeah. I mean if they were they were dead then maybe but all right tell uh, us off but I, I, I will say that that there are guys that. You, when I was young, I felt like I could coach anybody. Yeah, yeah. I really felt there's, I could reach them somehow. There's, there's a way to reach them if you mm -hmm. do this or do that or do this. But I found out that a couple guys, I just found out I could not coach, no matter what you did. Couldn't mm. coach them. Yeah. And they were from long ago. No, yeah. long ago. I, they were... I, I'll, I'll just say they were from the Alaska days. So there's no present, mm. there's no present knuckleheads no. you'd have? No, not really. Interesting. All right, ne next okay, question. okay. What was the hardest part of getting players to stay over at Alaska? Ooh. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing was just uh, the contract yeah. issue. I mean, yeah. Honestly, it was just contracts. Uh, yep, yep. You know, they, we, were, we were instructed to stay within a certain team salary cap. And mm -hmm. so there was a certain amount of money we could, we could partition to sure. the 12 or 14 guys, whoever it was. And if we could not partition, we'd have. I mean, if we wanted to give that guy more, we had to let go of this guy. Mm -hmm. And if we had to give that guy more, we had to let go of this guy. And and uh, um, and it was and 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 at some point, even if we offered us the max, they, there wasn't enough. So yeah. they wanted to go. So it was really hard keeping them. Weren't the Yankees? Uh, weren't the Yankees? I, I mentioned that earlier about yeah. with yeah. you know with Joe. I had to lose Joe. I lost mm -hmm. Willie Miller. I lost. Raynell Hugnaton, yeah. I lost Larry yeah. Fortis Chair, all because of contracts, money, mm -hmm. money issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's tough. That's right. That's tough. Third question: What player would you say is your style of play? Like, if it was music, like, is your style jazz? And what player would be that? Or reminds of how you used to play the game? What present player would you is say? Is it a? Is it a? Has to be a PBA player? No, it can it be. be it player. can be yeah. any player. 
Well, I mentioned Scotty Pip. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Yeah. No, that no, just reminds you of you. It reminds you of you. Of you. Me? Yeah. yeah. Of you. Coach. Your style oh, play me. like that. Yeah. Guy. I'm kind of like him. Your style, like you. Like if you're playing, <laughs> like roll the ball out. I was out. like, coach, go to Scotty Pippen. Okay. Roll, roll the ball <laughs> out. Oh, you mean as if I played basketball? <laughs> yeah. My personality. No, if you play no, basketball. You're basketball. basketball. You're a basketball yeah. player. God, who's the worst player I can think of? <laughs> <laughs> Some people were born to coach. Look, you know, yeah. I mean, the best players don't make the best coaches. Guys. I know that. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a full example of that. Very self-aware. The, the, self the worst players oftentimes make the best players. So whoever is the worst player, it's true because they got to use their mind. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you sit on the bench, you get to watch the coach. You get to watch everything. Hey, You're playing. You don't see nothing. That's very true. I can test that. I can test that one. Okay, my turn. My turn, coach. Um, who would win in a one-on-one -on -one game? In your prime, between you and Coach Chop. Consider what he just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In your prime, though, Coach In your prime, prime Coach. Coach Chot's in on your prime. Be competitive, too, Coach. Be competitive. You guys I think it would be pretty close, honestly. He okay. was quick. He could uh -huh. shoot it. I got a little bit more size on him. Um, Back down? I learned how to play defense in college. Okay. You know, I mean, I was a pretty good defender. Okay. And uh, I think I could smother him pretty well. Yeah. But, um, oh, he's going for him. He's going to get him. Go for him. He could get him. Coach, he, 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 but he, 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 could, he could really shoot it. And yeah. I mean, he was quick as, as heck. I used to play. Well, that's how we learned. That's how we met each other. We used to play yeah. against each other all the time. He had five, his five brothers. That's so yeah, he was yeah, yeah, he was one team that was a starting five. And nobody yep. was taller than five. No eight. point guard or no big <laughs> man. All it was all five, eight, five, eight guys. <laughs> and they'd come out and they'd literally full court pressure you the whole yeah. game. And it was like a little village park yeah. game. You know? yeah. oh, and yeah. they'd come out and full court pressure you <laughs> and be right in your face. And they would destroy everybody. Yeah. And I can honestly say that our team was one of the few teams that could, could, they could hang with them. Hang with them. Only because I was the point guard and I kept everything under control. Oh, nice. You know, I, 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 okay. I, I, you know, positioned guys <laughs> yeah, and told yeah. them where to go, not to run, I not you know, not steal. to push too hard and stay, uh -huh. you know, stay in tempo. And so we used to we used to challenge them. But that's that's how I got to know Chut and how I got him to be my assistant coach because that's I watch crazy. him coach his brothers. He yeah. was the oldest of five. Yeah, right. nice. So I watch him coach his brothers and I knew. We used to play against each other a lot, and I knew he was involved in the game, so mm -hmm. that's why I interviewed him. Ironically, he was my second interview. My first interview was a guy named Oji Navasa, and Chito Navasa's brother, who was right. the former the commissioner. commissioner. Oh, yeah. so Oji, I was like, who is that? Song? Oji Navasa, and I interviewed Oji, and I went to Fred after the interview. I said, okay, that's done. I, yeah. I'll, I'll take Oji. And, uh, and then he goes, no, 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 I want you to interview one more guy. Fred, you know, yeah. you never make, you never just make a snap decision like that. I go, oh, okay. So I interviewed Chut two days later. And I interviewed Chut. And right after I interviewed Chut, I went to Fred. He go, that's the guy. I want to sound very confident. That's how it was. But it was Fred who yeah. made me do it again, made wow. me go again. And that's where I, I ended up uh, interviewing right, Chut. Right. And because and, I had Chut scheduled. Yeah. But I told Fred I didn't need to, I didn't need to interview the other guy uh -huh. yet anymore because I, I I'm okay with OG. Okay. Wow. He said no. Wow. Finish it off. Finish the process. Yeah. And then I end up doing with Chuck. You, you have go. siblings, Coach? Are you the only child? Three older sisters. Three older, older sisters. sisters. Okay. I'm the only boy. Only boy. Youngest and the oldest. I'm the spoiled one. So they say. That's where we share. I, I remember. That's yeah. Why, that's, yeah. A, that's me. Yeah. yeah. I got two older <laughs> sisters and only boy and yeah. the youngest. Yeah. And so they say I'm spoiled. 
Yeah. <laughs> it ain't true. It's not true. true. It's not true. <laughs> you guys. Okay, moving on along here. Um, the greatest local player you've ever coached. No, no, you skipped one. Well, I'll get back to that yeah, one okay. too then. Yeah, sorry. Greatest local player I've ever coached. I have to say it's Johnny Albariantos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we called it. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were trying to guess. We were trying to guess. Trying to guess. Trying to guess. Like, him or Willie Miller? Uh, Willie was, if you're talking about best or you're talking about most talented, I mean, most physically gifted. Was yeah. Willie. Probably the most physically gifted player I've ever coached was Bone Alvarez. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. The best skilled player I ever coached was Willie Miller. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. by far the Just best the greatest basketball player I've ever coached is Johnny, Johnny A. Johnny A. That's I mean, those are all three solid. solid. That's a yeah, solid that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, okay, last one for me, coach. One player you never got to coach, but you always wanted to. Pass the present. This guy. Yeah. Gabe. We call yeah. It. Gabe. I said, <laughs> it. I said it. I was like, with this question, when we put this question, I was like, he's going to say Gabe. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. it because you're But I know, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. he was my Scotty Pippen. <laughs> yeah. I even yeah, talked to yeah, Joe yeah. about yeah. that about a bunch. You know, uh, I never had, never yeah. had a chance to coach uh Game. I don't yeah, think yeah, not even an all star yeah, no. game or anything. No. Crazy. No. That's wild. Yeah, nothing. No, yeah, that's uh, national crazy. team, all star team, nothing. Yeah. But I, I always wanted to coach Gabe. Cool. Yeah. You'd be awesome you, in the triangle. Been killed yeah, in that yeah, triangle. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I tried, guys. I tried. <laughs> oh, you did? I did. No, that's on Gabe. Come on, that's tampering. That's tampering. Yeah, he tried. He tried. Yeah. Coach, Gabe's just, coach, Gabe's just too perfect. Him, Gabe's too perfect. Coach, we can still yeah. get him. Maybe, maybe a little something. Yeah, I, just like he got, got you late. too late. It'd be too yeah, late. He got you too late. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my knees hurt my knees you can only have one 40 year old <laughs> if you're gonna draw up a play between me you finally have Gabe Joe JD and now you have Justin as well what play are you drawing up to win the game well Bob's going to Justin get out of the way to try to figure out a way to get Justin in, in space. I mean, that's 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 the. I mean, I, I think that's how you do it. You you, you know. I mean, you can decoy him sometimes and go for something else, maybe. And you might do that with a one or two seconds to go because you know everybody's going to be attuned to him, and you might be able to slip somebody yeah, out screen uh, and get something. But basically, you're always going to try to get your best player in space or in somewhere where he's comfortable to get a shot up. Yeah, that's, if he could, if he's gonna get a mind. shot up, if he was getting double and triple teamed, and he was gonna pass to one of us, who are you hoping he passed to? Who are you hoping he passed to? Are we talking about Prime here? Sure. Yeah. Are we sure. talking about? No, not now. <laughs> not, yeah, not, not now, today. Coach. No, no, don't do it right now. <laughs> prime. Yeah. Today is a turnover. <laughs> the, the thing about the three or four of you guys is that you're all good decision makers. So mm-hmm. even if he passed you the ball, you'd be you'd make the right decision, whether it would be mm. to take that shot or to move it on, because you're all unselfish. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, if I had my choice, they'd throw it out to, like, an L.A. Tenorio. No, no, one of us. One of us. lights out shooter. One of us. One of us. Okay, Joe, you. <laughs> but, Coach, but hold on, hold on. Joe, I have an article that Coach, oh, look, look, article coach look, says Saul is a big moment player. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, you've been holding that one for a minute, Coach Tim has said that in the press. Saul is a big moment player. You want him to change his answer? Joe, you going to do like a little hook or something. Everybody say Joe. Everybody say Joe. Man, that's crazy. Donovan, 
done. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. We're gonna go off of basketball. What's the biggest thing you dislike about the Philippines? The disparity between rich yeah. and poor. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, nice. Yep. The yeah. have and have nots. The yeah. people that don't know yeah, that yeah. It, there's no really middle class no. here. It's no. the, it just there's money. a big disparity, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's it, we have a tendency to look past it a lot, sure. you know, in our day to day lives. I have a sister, my sister Julie. Uh, she grew up here, uh, like me. She came here when she was like fourteen, thirteen, mm-hmm. and she grew up and went to high school here and went back to the states for college and stuff. But and she tried to come back and live here for a while. But she would just get so wrapped up into the day-to-day seeing people who did not have. Yeah. And it would affect her yeah. deeply. Yeah. And it would depress her. And it was like she felt like she was, even though she tried to do things about it, she felt so useless mm-hmm. trying to do things about it. And it just disappointed her so much that she, she felt she couldn't live here anymore. Yeah. She went yeah. and moved back to the States. Mm-hmm. It was just that day-to-day. And to me, I, know, I grew up with it. And so... Literally, and, and I, I feel bad about it, and I, uh, and I should even feel more terrible about it. But, you know, I see it, and sometimes it just kind of goes through one ear and out the other because I'm just so used yeah. to it, which is really sad. It's a sad statement in itself yeah. is that you can get used to it and allow it to happen. Yeah. and uh, Become uh, numb to it. Yeah, come, yeah, become numb to it. It's a good yeah. word. Become numb to it. And mm. my sister could never do that. And I could, but my sister could never do that. But it's still very much out there every yeah. day yeah. all the time for sure so on the the next question on the back end of that is what do you love the most about the philippines to me it's and i think that it, that's something that's affected me is i've, I've got it's, it's the idea of of uh, the people being servant oriented mm. um you know they they are so willing to serve yep and and help and and despite you know their their you know, they're being, maybe being poor yeah. or maybe not the situation they're in. They're always ready to help and serve. Yep. And I yeah. think that has affected my leadership in growing up here. Yeah. Is that, is that I've got a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I know my daughter has it. I know my daughter in the States. Everybody is so amazed that she's willing to do anything for anybody. Yeah. You know, she's a lawyer, but she's in the office. She'll do any of the grunt work. She'll be the first to volunteer, do anything. And she just got that ability to want to serve. Mm-hmm. And, of course, their bosses think that's fantastic, you know. And she's risen in the company because of that. She's risen really fast. And, uh, but I think, it's, for me, it's part of my leadership. Um, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's leaders and there's servant leaders. And I like to think of myself. And, you know, I like to think of myself. Not necessarily I am, but I like to think of myself as being a servant leader. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, ready to serve. And ready to do anything I want, you know. Like when I was with Chut, I was the guy holding doors open. I was the guy rebounding for players. I was a guy. I was not a head coach. I was assistant coach. I was ready to assist to do whatever it took. Um, and I remember telling uh, one of the players, I think it was maybe Calvin, Tana, I said, uh, uh, "Coach, why do you do that stuff? You don't need to do that stuff." And I said, "Well, you know, this is my opportunity to do it. Yeah. I really can't do it as a head coach, but I can do it now as an assistant coach." Yeah. And it makes me feel good to do it. And so it's part of that servant leadership. And I really think that that's because of the culture that I've been raised in. I have that part of me. And I think it goes in a long ways of making me a successful coach, is that uh, because I grew up here. And I feel that also 
and it, he didn't grow up here, but he gets it from his culture, is Eric Spolstra. Mm. Eric Spolstra yeah. is one of the Same. biggest servant leaders I've ever met. One of the most humble guys I've ever met. And he is ready to serve you. And I mean, it's just that Filipino hospitality. Filipino hospitality. Willing to serve, willing to help. Mm-hmm. And that, that humility, that willing to do what it takes. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Okay, for the last one, we're going to finish it off with this one. This one is interesting. <laughs> Donovan. Yeah, you're probably going to. <laughs> if you could trade one player on your current <laughs> roster, who are you trading and who are you getting? <laughs> on the current roster? Yeah. Yeah. That's a definite Donovan. <laughs> First of all, I really don't have anybody that I would trade at this moment. I mean, everybody is, uh, um, you trade out of need. You trade out of uh, desire to build new chemistry or to change your chemistry up. Um, you trade because you're not playing well. And we're right in the middle of the season, beginning of the season off. We don't yeah. even know. Yeah. I don't even know how good we're going to be yeah. right now. I don't, yeah. I don't, and my feeling is we're going to be pretty good. Um, uh, we don't have a need at this point. We don't. Our chemistry is good. Uh, it can always get better. It never, never, you never stop building it. Um, you always have a little up and down here and there, but you, you know, if you, that's your challenge as a coach to smooth it out and keep moving. And so I really can't think of anybody to trade in our roster right now. Um, you asked me a year ago, I might've been able to tell you something, you know, that we were looking for something, Yeah. but right now at this point, there's no reason for us to, to even consider trading at this point. Um, I can tell you a few guys I'd like to have. Uh, that's easy, mm-hmm. but the thing is, who do you trade for them? Who are you going to let go? Yeah. And again, you know, you you try to build relationships with every one of your players. Yeah, you know, and whether it be the first guy or the fourteenth guy, and um, you know, every time you trade or you release or you cut a guy, there's pain in that. There's absolute pain on both sides, from him and the coaching staff, or or for me as a coach. And if I can work it out where I don't have to cut or I don't have to trade. My God, that's such a relief. And that's where you want to go, you know. Work was there at, pain when you traded work me, Work with you, huh? Was there pain when you traded me? You know there was. Is this a fast question? <laughs> there's there's pain on me. <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's always, always that. And um, very, very, very few times is there ever a good riddance. Yeah. Very, very, very few times. And those are the uncoachable guys that I didn't mention. <laughs> yeah. That was the first time. Those yeah. were the Donovan. So we got from those one the Donovan to the next yeah, Donovan. Yeah. We, we got it all, all taken care yeah, of. But I hope that answers your question. But yeah. I mean, uh, um, we're good as we are right now. I, I like I like the way we are. How's, like the, how's Tony Bishop uh, uh, fitting in? Is it a little different than... I just got through saying, uh, ironically, I just got through saying to Richard, Coach Richard that he's reminding me a little bit of Sean Chambers because oh, wow. Sean in practice would never le- lose a drill. Whenever we drilled, you know, you'd have to run afterwards, you know, you know our drills. Mm. And, you know, three on three or four on four or whatever, he would never lose it. Sean would just make it a point not to lose. Of course, he, that's an exa- he would lose once in a great while. Mm. But 
he would really make it a point, I am not going to lose drills. And he would always tell the team that, I'm not going to lose, I'm not going to lose. Mm -hmm. And it was a great thing because it was always that competitive fire. Yeah, elevates And him. so he elevates everybody. And I found that with, I haven't, and ironically, right mm -hmm. after they're saying that, he lost the next drill. He did. He lost the next drill. He lost the for the the, the, the director's drill. Yep. He lost the director. You remember the director's yep. drill. He lost uh -huh. the director's yep. drill. But right prior to that, we did a three on three He's continuous and everything. He, he blew, you know he wins it all the yeah. time. Shooting drills, three on yeah. three. He's he was kind of winning everything he was oh, on nice. so far. Yeah. yeah cool. So beats, man, good play. And that just means to me that he's he's competitive and he wants to you know and he's ready to practice every day. And if you're ready to practice, he's focused on the process. And if he's focused on the process, then we have a good shot at having a good import during the, during the conference. It's when you got guys who don't show up or don't show up mentally yeah. or, you know, just kind of going through the motions. And that's when you know you're going to have some issues yep. down the line because mm -hmm. you're going to have to change that behavior. And that behavior is not going to change easy. Yeah, It's got to come from him, and usually it doesn't. And you don't change imports easily either. No, your, your reputation no. is to kind of stick it out with the guy and try and you rather try and change his behavior than change him. There's a reason uh, behind that. And the, the, and, the, and the reason is not because he's not good or he's bad. It's the reason is not for him. It's for the rest of the team. Yeah. If you're constantly changing an import because he, you feel he's lousy, if the players start to feel he's lousy, then they're just going to kind of quit on him mm -hmm. and – then until you get somebody new. Yeah. Then they get somebody new. Okay, we're ready to play again. Uh, okay. You know, and, and what kind of character does that build on your basketball team? You know, where you're willing to quit on somebody or wait on somebody that's going to be better. You right. know, we want, a, we want a culture in which, number one, we're all supportive and we're supportive of him. If he's not playing well, that's not his fault as long as he's playing hard. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if he's not playing well, that's not his fault. That's my fault and our fault. Because we're not setting them up to play in the right position. I mean, because everyone you bring has skills. It's just a matter of finding where the skills fit. Yeah. And if you're going to constantly change imports, your team is just going to be making, forming their own opinions all the time and just waiting for the time where you're going to change them. Makes and sense. you don't build the character of your team. And um, so I think keeping, the, uh, you know, keeping imports... Even if you lose with them, you're still building character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big and picture, big yeah, picture. Thing. Big picture. Always, Ultimately, yeah. you will win down the road um, when you learn to struggle with that guy and try to figure out ways. It may not happen. You may not go all the way. Um, and I also get it's funny with the teams that change imports. Like they go to the finals and they lose. They go, oh, we don't want that guy. We, he, didn't, he didn't win a championship for us, you know. Or even going to the semis, you know, yeah, and yeah. getting rid of a guy, you know, you. Guys get better the more the longer they're yeah, with you. You know, they, the longer yeah. they know the yeah. league, then they the longer get used they know to the your league, players, yeah, the longer they sure. know your system, they're going to elevate their game, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. So I don't understand this whole idea of changing guys as soon as you don't win. Let's change. As soon as you guys change. You know, give them, give them some rope, my guys. Yeah, three months. Let them try to, try, <laughs> yeah, let them try yeah. to, to learn and get better. Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you see something in them. And it costs you, know? you money. Yeah, fly guy out. That's one of the reasons guy, Fred, yeah. would, Fred didn't want to buy it. Bring a new import in every time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so coach, I actually got what I do here um, a little bit from you. Um, we I remember going on an out of town trip, and um, we had did this kind of chemistry exercise where um, guys would turn around and we would gossip about them without them, 
you know, looking at us, but pretty much giving a person their flowers, you know, yeah. talk, well, you, I we put something on their back. Yeah. And then you would write stuff on the back of their, of their, of their okay. back. And, Got you. and then that way you don't know, you don't know who's writing it. You don't know what's been yeah. written. And then at the end you turn around, you look at it and you see all the, uh, yeah. all the stuff that's been written about you. So some essentially, always, yeah. Something, some of it's not always all positive. I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure. <laughs> but you like the truth. But I just want to give you your flowers, Coach. I've, I've done this on every show. Um, you know, I do this at birthdays. I just, I think it's a good opportunity to let people know how I feel about them, how they impacted my life, um, you know, why they're, why they're still here, you know, giving them flowers. So I'll start off, you know, Joe will probably want to give some and, and if the, these guys want to, but um, my journey with you coach has probably been the most impactful in my life with any coach I've ever had in my life. And I think, you know, that um, I've learned so much. I wouldn't even say basketball wise, I, I evolved as a player under you, but you, are always talking about teaching life through the game of basketball and I've learned so much about now that I'm a father about being a father through the way that you coached me you know even talking about the clarity and accountability you know those are the things that um I have embodied when when I'm around my son you know even Joe knows of putting a 10 on everyone's forehead and you know it's it's I've learned so much about being a man from you um, you were the best coach I've ever played for, but Thank the you. best person I've been around as a leader. Um, the way that you did things, everything I did on the court, everything I did in practice was to try and make you proud. You know, I grew up without a father, so I kind of always had that in me to try and make you proud. And, you know, anything that you wanted, hey, saw so work on your mid-range, I worked on my mid-range. You know, anything that you had told me I wanted to do the best of my ability because you impacted me that much. I remember going through something in my life where I was like really, really hurtful. And you were there for me during practice. It was like stepping in my office while practice is going, stop practice. And I cried it out to you. You told me to go home, come back the next day and, and be ready to practice. And like you were always there for me, coach. And, and uh, you know, even when you traded me, you every time I saw you, it would always feel bad. And I would tell you, coach, everything happens for a reason. I understand, like, everything's for a purpose. I love you as a man. I love you as a coach, and, and I thank you. So, love you, coach. Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to have to shed some tears myself. It's getting hard. It's getting hard, man. That, that's too much. That's too nice, uh, Soul, you know. I mean it, coach. I really do. Oh. And, and I'm, I'm, no, I'm, he does. I'll tell you now. It's, it's, <laughs> he does mean it. We talk, he does uh, mean it. We talked often about yeah about the relationship that that you and him had together and and the, me personally I know I know how much uh you meant to to saw like deeply like really saw you as a as a as a father as well so I mean I can I can say the same thing I've, I've said it plenty of times already and uh I just want to I want to impact the kid that I have now and, and hopefully the future kids the same way that you have impacted all of these, uh, me as, as a man, Saul as a man, JD, all the players that you have impacted in their life. I'm hoping and wishing that I can also do the same to my kids, to my own kids and the kids in my program. It, it I mean, that, that will give me so much joy if I can, if I can have that same impact as you and, I mean, again, Coach, I've I've said it before. I, I see you like a father, same same as Saul, 
um, huge impact in my life. And, and I have, I have the whole process. I'm process driven only because of you in my whole life, good and bad. It is the process of life. And that's how I see it. And I enjoy every, I tell Saul, it, you know, like right now, coach, I'll tell you, honestly, life isn't the same here as it mm-hmm. was in, in, in the Philippines. And I miss the Philippines dearly. And I tell Saul all the time, I, how much, JD as well, how much I, I miss just being out there with you guys, having that bond, having that relationship, the everyday grind. I miss it so much. But at the same time, journey now with now it's, it's about my kids and it's about the program and how I can kind of pay pay it forward so again I just hope I can have the same impact with the kids that are in my life now that that you have with all the players that you've had so wow. thank you coach are you getting all this yeah, yeah. yeah. well I'm, ju- I'm jumping hard. in too I'm jumping in too this is hard. Yeah, I'm jumping in from a, a different angle just from <sighs> you know a, a, a competitor side uh, we discussed earlier, never had the, the chance to play for you, even from an all-star game, you know, exhibition kind of scenario. But we've always had a, a mutual respect for one another um, since I've been in the league. You know, I, I don't even remember truly how we, when we were introduced. I think it was just like a, a casual, you know, hey, I'm Gabe, nice to meet you, Coach Tim. And it's always been a, a, a great amount of respect and I think that's just you as a person. Um, you you give respect, and naturally, you get it right back. And you know, I had the pleasure of sitting down with you for half a game during the World Cup. You yeah, and your during wife, the World Cup, and, and my wife, yeah. and, and got to yeah. and, and and talk on a on a basketball level, um, on a just family level as well. And you know, it's no fluke that the way that we were able to naturally have a conversation in five or ten minutes during a busy basketball game that you can impact a a player like myself who's never played for you, I can only imagine on the day-to-day. Yeah. So to, to see it, um, to respect it from a competitive side, to know we always have to prepare whenever we're playing against a, a Tim Cohn coach team, uh, whether it was Alaska, BMEG, Samick Coffee, all the way to Enebra, um, as a competitor, it, it's something I look forward to all the time. And somebody who likes to think they're a pretty smart basketball player as well, to, to test my knowledge and, and really test me and push me as a player. So... I greatly appreciate that and I appreciate the impact that you've had in some of my closest friends' lives and, and to see how you've you've changed them and molded them into men. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. Well said, brother. Um, you don't need to say anything, Jay. You're, you're a nice team every day. <laughs> we got you, coach. You know our time, coach. It ain't going to get you more playing time. <laughs> I don't think he wants it. <laughs> I don't think he wants it. I'd rather just yell at some guys or something. No, um... Just yeah, I'll keep it short, Coach, because, um, man, just thank you. Thank you, Coach, for letting me be a part of your journey. You're just, just everything these guys said, how you carry yourself as a person and how everyone respects you, you can see it from a mile away, knowing that, man, he must be a really good guy, given yeah. of all the love and respect that you get as a person on and off the court, of course. Um, you know, I, just knowing me, coach, you know how. I'm just seeing it all the things. I don't, I don't it's, not it's see it. It's just how it works, coach. You. It's just how it works. Like, you know me, like, I'm a very extremely observant person. And when we get into our talks, you you basically let me have like a psychoanalysis, like, interview where I just get to pick your brain for 
X amount of hours and you would always be so open to just tell me like anything I want in regards to basketball knowledge or plays or reasoning why you did this or why you did that. And you don't have to do that. Like um, you've been doing this for such a long time. And I always question like how or if you get jaded by just guys like me wanting to come in and just mm-hmm. be a sponge and ask you a billion questions. And I'm just grateful that I got to catch you at the tail end of my career, even if it wasn't during my prime, but I'm just so, I can't, I can't express another word other than grateful that, that I just get to be around greatness and just getting to be a part of a culture of, of how these guys explained how this winning culture that you've been with Joe and you've been with Saul and I can feel it. And I'm just happy I get to be a part of it. And I know my career is not done yet. I'm not talking like it's over, but like just uh, you made me a really happy person. And just you've essentially you I told Joe this like you and Coach, uh, Joe and you, you really helped save my basketball career and how I thought how basketball is. And I'm always going to be eternally grateful for that. (laughs) Well, you should see the. The stuff I make him do nowadays. <laughs> oh man! In terms of talking to players and going after oh, and doing stuff, boy, I don't know what I'd do without you. It, it, he's taken totally your role, Joe, and gone with it. Yeah, he tells me. He tells me. Yeah. I love it though. I love it. That's he awesome. Talking about it. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing your time, energy with us. We're so happy we finally got to get you on this show yeah. and just have people get to know you a little bit more outside of basketball or just in general. We're just happy we got this, put you on this platform and just get to share to the world who you are, how you are, yeah. and how you're just a beacon of light for Philippine basketball. Um, mm-hmm. So, Coach, again, thank you for that. Um, but, guys, another <laughs> Let It Fly show. Appreciate you guys from the top of bottom, from across the world. Let us know what you guys want to talk about. Let us know in the comments if there's anything extra that you guys want to ask Coach Cone, the legend himself. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Peace out. Peace out. Let Peace it fly. Out. Stay out the shadows. Stay out the shadows. All right. <laughs> <laughs>